the Bills make a statement. Boys do it again. Is Zach Namath for real? And is it time for a Heineken? Next on Around the Couch. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Around the Couch. Heath Solo here. Our fearless leader, Axel Foley, is shooting a Zach Wilson uh, documentary series. So he couldn't join us tonight. No, he's under the weather. But uh, welcome to Around the Couch, presented by the DVR Podcasting Network and Daily DVR. What is Daily DVR, you ask? Well, it's DVR Podcasting Network, if you're if you only listen to Around the Couch, is our network of shows. And Daily DVR is a daily, for the most part, DVR podcast where we talk TV, film, uh, things of the day. We cover many, many shows including Mayor of Kingstown, Game of Thrones. We have a huge catalog of podcasts. And you can go to dvrpodcast.com, check them all out. And if you want, for a couple bucks a month, you can come. You can become a patron. Yes, and what is that? Go to patreon.com slash dvr. That's patreon.com slash dvr. And for a couple bucks a month, you can get early pods like this one, ad-free. You get them couple days before or sometimes the way axel goes you get it a week at a time uh but anything we cover you get before you get exclusive pods that are not on daily dvr or the exclusive feeds for different tv shows so it, it, it it's just a win-win for everyone and you help support independent podcasting and it allows us to keep the lights on and do these shows all right enough of that so around the couch, we're heading into week five. We're going to recap a little bit of week four. Uh, and you heard their giggles and maybe their sniffles. Ando, live from Minnesota. You got Brett, a.k.a. BTK, live from Georgia. And, of course, I'm in California. Axel's in Oregon, but he's not with us. But he's with us via AI, as Ando has this special machine in Minnesota where... When one of us isn't on, he gets this AI transmission that he can only hear, but he reads it back verbatim when we do our picks and stuff. So For better or worse. For better or worse, sickness and in health. Yeah. Um, all that good stuff. So before we get into some of the hot topics, so basically the rundown, we're going to do some hot topics, talk about last week's football. We're going to get into what, how we did in picks. We're going to pick the games. And then we're bringing back the love seat, a full love seat where we talk college football, uh, some CFL sometimes, uh, where usually Axel goes to the bathroom and for a half hour, the three of us <laughs> talk college football. And I think for this week, he's just going to the bathroom for the entire podcast. So, yeah, I think so. Well, I made the joke that he should call in just for the love seat and the three of us go take a bathroom break. That'd be funny. He'd be like, Rutgers football. So, uh, <laughs> and that anyway. would be the end of it. It would be about four seconds be segment. Rutgers football. Everybody would turn off the uh, the phone. Yeah, yeah. Lachlan, make me a hot dog, and that would be it. <laughs> so, well, what I want to ask you guys first, before just to get our feet wet this week, is after four weeks, um, I want to gauge your excitement for the season. Not necessarily the way your team's doing, but just how 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 the first four weeks felt just viewing all the games and everything so brett i'll go to you first uh how how are you enjoying this season so far 
I always enjoy football. I mean, it's the time of the year, especially now where it kind of overlaps with the baseball playoffs. It's just a good, mm. just a good time of the year. Even when my teams are not in it, um, it's still a lot of fun. And this year, my team, uh, the Falcons are two and two. So they won two games. I mean, that, those are two Sunday wins that, that I, <laughs> Sunday I <enjoy>. wins. <laughs> yeah. You two know, Sunday which wins. Is, which is more, which is more than, uh, you know, the the Falcons have sucked for for a good six seven years. Um, so even even every single win is kind of like a fun day, and I've had two of those so far. Now the team is not very good, but the season overall is is still fun. Just following football in general, so I'm having I'm having a good time, and I think my team. I mean, they're still in it technically, so they they have time to get better. So there's there's a little bit of hope there. And, um, but just in general, you know, college football, NFL, it's always a good time. Nice. Ando, I know the Vikes were struggling and they picked up a must needed win, but overall with YouTube having the Sunday ticket and just the whole vibe of the season, what, what are, what are some of your thoughts? I think, I mean, first of all, I can't believe we're a quarter of the way through the season already. That doesn't seem like it's possible. I mean, but it's seriously, it is very, it's been fun. And I, I, it's exciting in a way that even more than last year, they're really, I, I, I'm a big fan of parody. I love when there's so many teams that are all similar playing. And besides really maybe one or two teams, every team has shown that they're vulnerable in certain ways. So we don't still really don't know who is going to bubble to the top here, which I always find more exciting. The longer more teams are in the, in it and it, it it's, I mean, yeah, there's two or three teams that everybody knows that are – we can leave them for dead, Carolina, the Bears, the Giants probably, but most of the other teams have shown some form of life, and that that has me very excited because I really don't know – it doesn't – it seems to be an unpredictable year so far. Yeah, I, I mean, even though I watched the first three weeks in a, a hot check kitchen across the globe uh, in the middle <laughs> of the freaking night um, with, with spiders crawling on me, aside from that, honestly – I. I've really enjoyed this season. I don't know what it is. It, I, it just feels, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying it more this year, and I, I don't know why. Because I love football, and I always enjoy it, and I look forward to it every week. And like Brett said, October is my favorite month of the sports calendar. I mean, you got baseball playoffs in full swing. Congratulations, Twins, Ando. Congratulations. Royce Lewis. Uh, I, I can't wait. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that on our uh, yeah. Sunny our, uh... Sunny came home with the vengeance. <laughs> Sunny Gray home. We'll, we'll talk that? about that on our sister podcast, Rally Cap Radio. That pod, that will be coming up next week. So, all right, cool. I, I cannot wait. Go Twins! Yeah, I definitely we definitely got to do a baseball pod. The three of us, I think. Uh, I, I think we should we should do one. I think we'll, that would we'll be fantastic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got to find time, especially with your both your teams, the Braves and the Twins. Uh, in the AL and NLDS. Yes, for sure. But, you know, it's just, I don't know what it is, but I'm just really enjoying this season more. And I'm I'm back in on college football. Last couple of years, I've watched college football, but not as, you know, now I'm like into ev- the whole race. And I don't know if it's Coach Prime got me excited or what, but like, I'm just, I'm all in. So it, it it's, 
it, I don't know. I just, I, I'm really enjoying it. Maybe, maybe I enjoy it every year and I can listen to the pods last year and I'm sure we did, but there's something in the air. There's something in the air and I'm just, I guess, more excited than usual. Maybe I'm so excited to be back into my home country that uh, I had a weekend <laughs> in my own castle. Um, You're back somewhere so, where they call football football and not soccer. Yeah, football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Right. So, all right. Well, let's let's get started. Started. I got I got some major hot topics I want to talk about, and then I have other topics. But I figure we can hit those while we do the picks. So let's start out with. Let's do it first. Um, Brett. Yeah. So Eagles and Redskins. Oh shoot, Commanders played <laughs> a tight game. Eagles winning in overtime, thirty-four, thirty-one. But the big question is when when somehow Sam Howell drove that team and tied it, uh, a lot to do with uh, uh, Brown's 15-yard uh, flag celebration that uh, hurt the field position and, and, and the commanders got, got it on the 40. But should have Ron Rivera gone for two for the win there? Hmm. Yeah, of course he should have. I mean, I, I think I, I think I would have when you're a formidable underdog in a situation like that. Um, that's probably your best chance, especially with the. I mean, the NFL overtime rules. I guess you know both teams do get a possession unless there's a touchdown, but it's also a ten-minute quarter, so there's going to be more ties. So you playing for a tie. You kind of like playing for a tie by going for the extra point there. Instead, if you're going for the win, I would go for two. And this is this is one thing that kind of made me reminded me that I that I got sad a few years ago when they when they uh, pushed back the extra point to the thirty yard line. Now I do kind of like the rule because it's obviously a harder kick to make, but it takes away my favorite play in football, which is the fake extra point. <laughs> And I thought I would never see that play in the NFL again. And Dallas proved me wrong, which we can get to. You know, like, uh, I didn't know what the hell was going on on I'm that face. Sure that's the first time that's ever been attempted since they changed yes, the rule. Yes, since they changed the rule. Correct. Um, and you still may see that play in college uh, occasionally. But that's always been my favorite play. And I thought I'd never see it again. But this would be the perfect situation. Like when uh, extra point ties oh, the yeah, game, yeah, yeah. of course, overtime. And you line up for the extra point, and you and you fake it right there for the win. That I would love to. I mean, that would be the perfect time to do that. But you know, yeah, to answer your question, I would have totally gone for two there. I think that's your best chance to win. Mm-hmm. Ando, would do you think if he had gone for two and missed, do you think people would then be criticizing Ron Rivera, or they would have been like, "Hey, you got to do it there," because it seems like the narrative always changes based on the result. But also, do you think he should have went for two and then maybe a little of uh, you think he would have got lambasted, lambasted I think, going for it? I think both things are true. I think, yes, he should have went for it. And I think the bulk of fans, he, he would and, and say they went for it and didn't get it. A lot of yeah. the fans would have chastised him for sure. But the fans <laughs> that pay attention and the fans that are hardcore and people like us that watch and know how these teams are would have said it was absolutely the right choice, even if they didn't get it. I mean – Philadelphia, far superior offensive team. I mean, they're as much as I think they're down this year, they're still on paper in every respectable way are better than the Reds or 
the commanders. Excuse me, <laughs> the red commanders. Just the, call them the red commanders. The red oh, commies. Or the reds. How about the reds? <laughs> or the reds. The, uh, <laughs> the, um, we could just call it like what is it? Warren Beatty's Reds. Yeah, Maybe exactly. Direct that movie. Just call <laughs> yep. it Washington's Warren Beatty's Reds. I, I love it. I'm gonna have to try to remember that now. The uh, but I mean like that's a I dated dated reference. That's very that's reference. for like the five Uber film nerds that are listening. The uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Something about oh the two point conversion thing. I mean I didn't watch any of that game, but from everything I've read about it and heard about it is that the commanders were just gassed by the end of the game they were out of out of energy because they ron rivera even admitted it so why not go for two then yeah because the one you can handle that's yeah the one possession they had was three and out anyway so they obviously were tired so why not go to your guys and say all right we got one chance let's do this why i mean to me it's it's a no-brainer to do that when you're an inferior team i mean for lack of a better term but that's my take on it you know what reminds me of do you guys, of course, I know you guys are going to remember, but I'm going to pretend like I'm I'm bringing something from the past that you're like, oh, my God. Uh, I, I think it was 2008. Don't quote me. But the Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma, Boise State, Jared Zabransky, oh, yes. Ian something, the running back. The guy that proposed, proposed to, to his it. girlfriend. Yeah, that's exactly. Yep. They, they knew if they went to overtime against Oklahoma, they were not going to win. So they pulled out the Statue of Liberty, the hook and ladder they had to do. It was one of the most amazing finishes in Fiesta Bowl history. Because um, we're not going to count Vinny Testaverde throwing the pick versus Penn State because I am a Miami Hurricanes fan. Uh, but but it's just like like that thing like they just went for it all and i don't know if you're if you're washington and you do play philly tough i chances are you go to overtime you are not going to stop philly if you're especially if your team's gas why not riverboat ron they gave you that nick go for it because if you lose then i mean you weren't you weren't going to win anyway and then you miraculously came back and actually the pass before they tied it Sam Howell threw it. And I thought it was going to get picked. It was a, it was a rough pass, but he lived to play another down. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like every team should have, and probably does have, has at least one play in their playbook. That's a, that's a two point conversion play that, that it's like an 80 to 90% chance it's going to work because they practiced it. And it's like a trick kind of a unexpected type of play. Right. That would be the time to run that. I mean, yeah. you got to have it buried in your playbook somewhere. This is yeah, you know, Brett, they, they have these, they have these plays. They're saving them for the season because you know a lot of times these coordinators, what they do is they'll show formations and do things to set up other things later, even later in the season, because they know their rivals are going to be watching that tape, and you know, so it just would have been, uh, it would have been awesome if they would have just went for it. Why not? You're two yards away both teams are struggling why not but oh well all right let's move it on ando yes the vikings beat the panthers it was you know much needed win to save your season i know it was against the panthers but still a win's a win <laughs> but while you were watching the game were you ready to give up on the season and uh think about caleb williams well first <laughs> it's I'll, I'll put it this way and this this kind of uh this I think I texted you guys this on the chain. I was listening to this game while I was working 
and listen to the Vikings home announcers, like the hometown announcers who are notoriously homers for the team. And when they went to halftime, one of the one of the uh, halftime studio hosts said the performance Kirk Cousins had in the first half was very reminiscent of Christian Ponder. And that was that really was. <laughs> wow. I mean, that is, and he wasn't wrong on that. I mean, I have, I have, I have right. liked Cousins, and I have defended Cousins over and over and over. Much of it on this podcast. I'm, I'm not, re- and I, I'm not that. It's not. I don't. I remember Ponder long and uh, well enough to know that Cousins is not anywhere in that league. But that's kind of the place no. where Vikings fans were. And I mean, the the second half, the, the something happened in the the, the defense. The defense actually showed up for the first time in over a year. I mean, they had, the the offense did not play well again. The Vikings still, in four games, have four goal line turnovers. You can't. I mean, wow. they're averaging a goal line turnover yeah. a game. Another one, and yeah, that's the and the thing is, every single one of their games has been decided by one score or less. Again, even though they won this time by less than four goal line turnover. I mean, how, it's impossible to. And they got lucky this time because they were playing against a bad team. And their defense decided to come through in the game. With Harrison yeah. Smith had three sacks, a career high, and some other. I love Har- Harrison Smith. I mean, for a positive, I always loved him, man. Yeah, he's 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 a borderline Hall not of Famer. my favorite twenty-two, but <laughs> top ten <laughs> favorite non favorite non Emmett Smith twenty-two. Emmett Smith, Bob Hayes, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot him. Yeah, Flip so, Bob. So I mean, and him and. Um, DJ Wanham had a huge fumble recovery for a touchdown and a sack himself. And like the defense came up big and they carried this team. I mean, Cousins was 12 for 19 for 139 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, and a fumble. I mean, it's hard when your quarterback, I mean, that's 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 bad. <laughs> so, I mean, Jefferson still had a nice game, but it's it's I'm still not very optimistic. I'm not ready to throw in the towel completely because I mean the offense is not going to perform like that every week. They are a good offense, but I don't know. Right. Well, ask me again in in seven days when we talk about who they have to play this week and what's going to happen in that game. But that's a, okay. that's a discussion for later on in the podcast. That, so that could be a yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not quite on the ledge anymore like I was at about halftime when I was. I'm sure my text messages sound like I was I was in Axel territory after a Rodge broke his, or uh, got injured. But it, it's it's going to be a long season. I'm afraid for the Vikings, but I'm still here for it because it's still going to be fun. Nice. Yeah, as you know, it was my first American uh, United States viewing of the Cowboys. And within the first few drives, I was already texting you guys <laughs> how the defense is not the same. Yeah. So let's move on to that. The Cowboys crushed the Pats 38-3. to They give Bill Belichick his biggest loss of his career. Previously, they uh, the year they won the Super Bowl, I believe it was 03 or 04. Uh, they, the Bills, I remember they got rid of Lawyer Malloy, and that was the first time the Patriots, it was like, what are you getting rid of Lawyer Malloy? And that started the trend of them just getting rid of their top yeah. players before, right before they get past their prime, and they lost to the Bills 31 nothing. And uh, then, of course, the Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl that year. But, uh, but the Cowboys, I, of course, was the only one on this stupid picking thing aside from brett's stupid pool that i'll talk about later um <laughs> uh I evil brett his, his cha- name is going to be changed from btk yeah, to evil, evil brett. brett evil brett i don't that thing that brett's pool keeps me up at night more than like my bills <laughs> and like different things in life like I, I don't know what it is about that pool well done um, brett. but uh brett nice. 
God, I love you, but I hate you at the same time. But anyway, no, the the, the Cowboys game, uh, it, I mean, they just dominated Mac Jones. I mean, that O-line's not that good, but I mean, the Cowboys just, I mean, Deron Bland, two picks, one, one for a score. I, I, Deron Bland, I know, you know, with Diggs out, uh, yeah, I, I miss Diggs, and I just wish he was on that team because I think they could win the Super Bowl with him. Um, but for them to come back the way they did after the stinker in Arizona, uh, you know, it's funny. It, you know, Bland just—I I just think he's a really good corner in his second year out of Fresno State. So, and they're not even going after Gilmore. They didn't try. Um, they shut down the run. I mean, they the Pats weren't really running the ball, and I, you know, I don't know how you don't because that is the one thing you can and do against the Cowboys defense is run the ball. Uh, but, you know, getting Zach Martin, Tyler Biotish back on the offensive line helps out tremendously. Tyron Smith didn't play, but, uh, you know, it, it just, you know, yeah, granted, you know, I think it was the pass to, the touchdown pass to CD Lamb was like 20, 21 yards or 20 and a half yards. So it doesn't count as a red zone because they kept harping on the red zone offense, you know. And it's just like, and I am a little worried about that. Uh, Rico Dowell went down, and they played Deuce Vaughn, and Deuce Vaughn just couldn't get any yards. And they only they only gave Pollard eleven carries. Uh, they passed it a lot more in this game, but with the way the defense was playing, they you know, uh, it it was it, it's weird because it's the third game the Cowboys have killed their opponent, but I I I, I you know, I'm still. I don't know. I, I don't know because, and it's going to be a big test against the Niners this week. That'll say a lot early on, but I think that's going to say a lot about both teams. That yeah. Game. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I'm excited, you know, I, I think Cowboys will make the playoffs. It would be nice to win the division and get a one seed, but I don't, even though Philly does have a rough gauntlet and then, you know, coming up, I think in the end of October, November, uh, San Fran's got a cupcake schedule and they just win. Brock Purdy just keeps winning and winning and, and they just keep winning. So Sunday night's going to be fun, but no, I, you know, I'm excited. You know, the Cowboys, it was a big win. Uh, and, uh, would you feel better about your team if you were four and oh, but you just squeaked by every single week? Well, this is the reverse of that. Yes, I'd be okay just because. The, the caveat, see, the caveat is, oh, close games, the Cowboys are winning, you know? But, like, yeah. I guess because in the past, Brett, they've crushed bad teams. It's just they they shoot themselves in the foot against the, the really good teams. Now, they'll beat Philly. They'll split with Philly. They have no problem beating Philly just because it's a division rival. But, like, these we lost to the Niners twice in the playoffs. And uh, so... You know, I don't. I, I don't even know anymore. I, you know what, Al, uh, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, you know, Mike. I, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to know this early in the season, but I think it is because the Cowboys tend to do well at the beginning, and then, I mean, they don't have. They got a tough schedule. So, hey, I'm just honestly, I'm just in, trying to enjoy it, and I'm a little. Still, I think we need another running back. Leonard Fournette's out there. He might be out of shape, but I, why not call him? Get him in on the practice squad. Get him for a couple weeks. You know, get get a bruiser that can you know help you get a few yards. I I just feel that 
we need that and we need to improve. And Brandon Cooks hasn't been used much. And they're not going downfield. Dak hasn't thrown the deep ball uh, a lot. But, hey, you know, he's learning a new offense, whatever. We'll see. But my bold prediction, guys, if the Cowboys don't make the NFC Championship, I gotta. I think Dak will be in Atlanta or Minnesota next year. What do you think about that? I don't think he'll be in Minnesota. No, no, he probably. <laughs> I could see him in Atlanta. I could too. <laughs> Brett, what do you think? Is he free agent, or would it have to be um, a trade? You know, that's a good question. He might have one year left. I think he's year. got at least one year, doesn't he? I think it might be just one year because they're talking about the big contract. Will they give it to him and the Trey Lance thing? And I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think when push comes to shove, Jerry's probably going to give him the money. But if he can't perform this year with this team and the way the NFC, you, you can win the NFC. The Eagles and 49ers and Detroit's coming on, but you can win the NFC with this team. And if you don't do it again, if you choke and don't do it, you got to look at what's the problem. And I think McCarthy's out, could be out. And but the thing is, McCarthy, they've, I mean, they've he's won 12 games last two years. And but you lose, you lose in the divisional round. You know, Dak, so Dak is like uh, Dak's final year is 2024, where he counts 59 million against the salary cap. Well, yeah, that. But I'm sure that I mean the salary cap is the salary cap. They can they'll, manipulate they'll that by giving them yeah. if they gave them an, an extension, it would bring yeah. it down. And but the uh when you were talking about Brett, when you asked him about winning close games as opposed to blowouts, speaking from somebody who ran the gauntlet of winning close games last year, I would much rather be in the place where the Cowboys are right now because like the Vike the Cowboys have shown they can put the boot to somebody's throat and just destroy teams. They they right, have a killer right. instinct. Even though they had one bad game, everybody has bad games. The Vikings last year, I mean, every single you guys heard it every week we talked about it, where I was like, I can't yeah. believe they're doing this. And I'm like, and I think I said multiple times, eventually this is gonna come back to bite him in the ass. And it eventually it did. So I mean, I I I would I'd be much more comfortable with it when you know a team can put like there's something to be said for putting teams away when they're inferior to you, which the Cowboys right. are doing that. That and I mean like with uh, one of the reasons I'm sure Pollard doesn't get a lot of carries now is when they're blowing somebody out, I would try and save Pollard too. I mean, why not? I'd, so, I mean, yeah, I'd, no, that's a good point. That's a great point, Ando, because you don't want to overuse them because you are going to need them. I mean, a couple games ago, he had 20 something. Yeah. I mean, he's one of their best wanna, weapons. You don't want to do healthy. that every week. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to do that. Every, and if you don't need them, that's the thing is some of these wins were by such big margins just because the defense was scoring mm-hmm. touchdowns. I mean, they scored two more touchdowns. Vander, I scored. So save your guys. We, you, we, it's not about style points like in college, yeah. or at least it used to be um, with the BCS. Was it the BCS <laughs> ratings? Yep, BCS, yep. The bullshit rated what? Remember yeah. that, the BCS <laughs> ratings? Uh-huh. Oh, God, remember those? It's like, oh, Nebraska's going to play Miami in the national championship because of percentage points. Anyway, um, <laughs> and we crushed Derek Couch. Derek Crouch, Couch, Crouch, Crouch. I like Derek Crouch, though. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, again, it, it, the fact that the defense, I'm, I think the Arizona game, I mean, they should have won that game. They were in the red zone how many times, but penalties killed them. And I honestly think the offensive line, 
having three guys out, two Hall of Fame potential Hall of Famers out, and then the Diggs injury happening on Thursday, I think really got to them emotionally because he's one of their emotional leaders, if not the emotional leader on defense. Diggs was a big part of that team. And so that Cowboys loss doesn't, or that Cowboys loss, that Car- Cardinals loss doesn't look as bad as it does at the beginning of the season. If you would have said that, they they they're you know, respectable at least. Yeah, Joshua Dobbs. Remember, we were watching that Jags Titans game for the division, and Dobbs got he got sent <laughs> from Detroit or whatever the heck where he was, uh-huh. or he was in Ando's basement, or he he was in the farm. You know, Brett, doing, Brett's basement. Thinking, Brett's basement. Oh, Brett's basement. You're 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 the farm. That's right. Yes. He was in Brett's basement tied up and Brett's like, okay, you can play. Go, I'll let you go. You know, but he's playing really well. Like considering again, it's the, it's the expectation versus what happens, but you know, Arizona's got some fight to it. And so, you know, it's funny because I mean, I thought Arizona was going to be the worst team in the league. I thought the Bears would be better. I still thought Denver was going to be crap. You know, and, and it's like in, in, in Tampa Bay, I thought it was going to be the second worst team. And they went on and beat them Saints, which is a mystery, but we'll talk about that in picks. <laughs> so, Brett, let's let's let us bring it to you now. I've been, I watched the Falcons in London calling from a faraway town. And... I will say this: Bijan is special. Uh, where the where the hell is Kyle Pitts? And is it time for Taylor Heineke? Talk to me, Goose. Bijan is special. Uh, Kyle Pitts apparently, I've read, is not a hundred percent healthy. Uh, he has not recovered from his MCL that ended his season early last year. Mm. Um, that's that's what they're saying. That's what your sources are telling you, or that's what my sources are telling me. I think <laughs> I don't think MCL injuries are supposed to uh, last, or recovery is supposed to last what ten months or something. But you know, everybody's different, so I, I'm, I'm not saying that's not true. Um, he definitely doesn't look like himself. He's he's regressing. He had a <laughs> he had a really good uh, rookie year when Matt Ryan was still the quarterback. And since that year, he has gone down. Um, Is that because of him, do you think? Or do you think because of the lack of a competent quarterback? Well, I think it's definitely uh, due to the quarterback. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, and maybe his health this year. The Falcons Turn are a mess. The I don't, I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. I they, don't mean to. They they they're a better team this year than they were last year at at almost every position. Um, their offensive line may be a little worse, but their quarterback is definitely worse. Uh, thank God for their defense because their defense is playing pretty well. They still can't sack a quarterback. I don't know why. It's, it's something in the water down here. I don't know. But at least, hey, I mean, you know what, Brett? You go to Boston. You go. You love that dirty water. Boom, boom. <laughs> they're doing Boston, the. They're, they're playing the classic uh, Ben don't break defense, though. Yeah. Um, they don't, they're not giving up a lot of touchdowns. Uh, they they gave up forty three points in two games. 
But when you consider that they're on the field all the freaking time because the offense can't put a drive together, that makes that look better. So the defense is not why they're losing these games. They're actually keeping them in the games as much as they possibly can. The offense just can't move the ball. The quarterback is an issue. And I go back again to why was he not starting more games last year? Why was he on the bench in the preseason? Yeah, that still boggles my mind. He's a franchise quarterback by by birth or something. I I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) it's like. <laughs> we drafted, yeah, we drafted a quarterback. Well, you drafted him in the third round. Well, he was the second quarterback overall taken, so he must be our franchise quarterback. I mean, he doesn't – I don't know what the logic there was, but the stubbornness is really r- rubbing on me. I mean, last year, the, the same stubbornness that kept Mariota in the starting role last year is going to keep Desmond Ritter in the starting role this year. Mm. For, for several more games uh, before they would even consider making a move. So is it Heineke time? It probably should be, but it's not going to be. I mean, you have a a guy on the bench that has proven that he can win games with bad teams before. Um, So, yeah, I would love to see. I mean, if you want to do something with the season, last season was the year you should have been experimenting and getting uh, practice in for your raw quarterback because you you were in salary cap hell it was kind of a throwaway year you thought you could make the playoffs because the division was one of the shittiest divisions anyone's ever seen which maybe went into the thinking of keeping Mariota in there longer but last year was the year that Desmond Ritter should have started like basically a full year and then maybe a full preseason this year and then maybe we would be in a better spot on offense but as it is it's it's uh there i don't know i don't know what the future is for the offense but i hope they figure out fast you only you haven't digging yourself a hole yet because you're two and two um i can i don't even know what who, is tampa three and one or are they two and two three and uh, one i believe three okay yep, but you're Tampa's still three and one yep so I just hope they figure it out. That I don't, but I don't see them making a move at quarterback. Unfortunately, is is this it for Arthur Smith? If they don't make, if they don't make the playoffs. Probably not. Um, Arthur Blank is is not the, an owner to uh, pull pull a quick trigger. He kept Dan Quinn way way too long. Does Dan Quinn come back? No, man. <laughs> don't even, don't sorry, even sorry. Keep that into the universe. I, you know, I just uh, did, and I apologize to my boy Brett. But it's I, man, I he started zero and seven one year, and we were like, okay, he's fine. <laughs> and he won his eighth game, and Arthur Blank was like, yeah, I'm going to give him the rest of the year. That's and right. He, he ended up finishing like six and ten. He's like, oh well, he won six of his last ten games or whatever, and and so he got another year, and then he was fired. In oh, the middle of the right. following, so you t- it was a total wasted season, an off season. So that Arthur <sighs> Blank is that is a very patient owner. It works. It's worked very well business wise throughout his you know business career as a billionaire, but not so well as as far as running a football team. 
Right. But the quarterback thing is just, it's interesting when you look back that you had Matt Ryan tail end of his career, you decided to roll the dice and go it after Deshaun Watson. Um, that didn't work. That looked like it was a done deal. And then Cleveland came and offered him <laughs> uh, the world the biggest contract in it's, NFL history. And, and he and took stock it. options in, in all the spas in Cleveland. <laughs> and then that, that alienated Matt Ryan. So you had to trade him. And then, and then this past off season, it looked like there, all, all the talks were, you know, Lamar Jackson and, his agent and the Falcons are making progress on a trade and yada, yada, yada. Like and then 2.0 that, oh, in Atlanta. What I so now heard. they're trying to convince us that Desmond Ritter is our franchise quarterback. Well, no, he's not, not, not according to your own maneuvers. Did you actually believe that he was, but now, I mean, I don't know. It's stubbornness or ineptitude. I don't know, but uh, it's, the offense is very frustrating. I'm I'm just glad we've got a couple of wins, and so maybe we can turn it around. All right, John Williams, play the music. Get him off stage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love I love listening to you talk corner. about the Falcons. Falcons <laughs> corner. Yeah, no, uh, it's tough because I don't know. I, this is me personally. When the Falcons are good, it excites me in ways I can't comprehend. I I just. I don't know. There's certain teams that I like them doing well, and it gets me excited. And the you know, as an NFL fan, and I don't know something about the dome, the fans. They haven't won a Super Bowl. Dirty Birds, Michael Vick. I mean, it's just like you know, let's get let's get a quarterback in Atlanta, people. It's the Heath McAfee show, and I'm gonna I'm no. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> speaking of, up. I know I'm fired up because I, I want Atlanta <laughs> to do well. I really do. I really do. And speaking of a team that I thought was going to do well, but now they're claiming after this performance, he's Joe Broadway Joe. All right, Ando, let's do it for Axel and Manny, uh-huh. our good friend, Patreon, Jet fans. All right. So I did not watch this game. Um, why didn't I watch this game? I can't remember why. It was Either, Sunday night. Did you... Yeah. Did I? Pa- oh, you know, I drank during the Cowboys game, and I think I passed out. Okay. <laughs> yes, I was in our bedroom. I was in our bedroom, fully clothed, and I, I go, oh, I'm just gonna close my eyes, and I was Take a out. quick nap. Yeah, I was out for like three hours, <laughs> and I woke up. It was like, what happened? And then I saw the game was over. Uh, okay, so. The Chiefs won 23-20. Patrick Mahomes slid, and he could have covered the spread. Uh-huh. Um, but thankfully, your own Heath Solo, um, I will under the love seat, I'll talk to you about I'll talk about the big money line parlay I hit. But I also hit a, a three three team 10-point tease on Sunday, wow. which brought me, which elevated my winnings. I had the Chiefs. I think it was minus two or minus two and a half. I got it down to. Um, I picked the Chargers. I teased the Chargers and the Niners. So, of course, I didn't even touch the Cowboys, and that would have been golden. But that's okay. So I hit that tee. So I'm on a little roll, thank God. It's been a while. Because <laughs> uh, I do a lot of parlays. I mean, I do a lot of $10 parlays, $20 parlays. 
um, just, you know, for fun. And then, but they usually, you know, I usually get more success when I, I, I was going to bet the, the Hawks on Monday night against coach of the year, but I totally forgot. And of course <laughs> that would have won. Uh, but anyway, let, let's talk Jets chiefs. Um, so Jets defense struggle. They were down 17, nothing. You think it's going to be a blowout, but then they start shutting down Mahomes a little bit, a couple picks. Zach Wilson, I, I will say I'm not ready to crown him because I don't, you know, I know Axel and Mike Greenberg on Get Up and Jet fans are like, oh, you know, he was great. He was amazing. Well, I, I think okay. after all the quarterback pain over the years and the stuff with Rodgers, the, they're they're grasping onto whatever they can right now. And no, it's, they, it's they easy totally to do. are. And you can't blame Jet fans. Yeah, exactly. You I'd need do the same something. thing. Yep. You need some. I'm not sure if Axel's there quite yet. I, I he uh, did say that that was the best text. game of his career, his but I'm not sure if he's full I, on. He might buy a Zach Wilson jersey from our guy in Pennsylvania. <laughs> feeling it. Well, the the thing with it though is he was so low on on Zach that even a margin, even like a 10 percent increase in his positivity is going to seem like a million times. So <laughs> right, and that's what I was saying about the Josh Dobbs thing. When you have no expectations. It's easy to be like, wait a minute, yep. you know, and I will say this from playing quarterback in high school. And I mean, I don't know the position like, you know, college and pro players don't get me wrong, but I understand it a lot. He was making some really good throws. I mean, there's some bad ones in there, but he did look like he was more sec- I mean, the offensive line is not good. But he was making some throws that I've never seen him make before. And he was making some right reads. Um, not fully, but it was it, and then his press conference, I he seemed mature. He seemed you know, but I don't want you know, again, fool's gold. It's one game. Had they won the game, guys, I mean oh. I would be more <laughs> on the upside of Zach Wilson, possibly. They still well, lost the game. I mean, last year I remember on quite a few of the therapy sessions we had for Axel. I, I remember bringing this up a lot that Zach, Zach is only 24 years old. I mean, there's right. still plenty. He has most quarterbacks don't hit their prime till their mid to late twenties. So, I mean, there, and he definitely has athletic ability. I don't, so I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Zach Wilson is the next Patrick Mahomes or something, but no, no it's not, I don't, know not, I don't think it's, it's not, a, it's not unreasonable to have some signs of hope. I mean, the uh, I, I think I texted you guys earlier today and said since I had the afternoon off, I have compiled stats upon stats, and this Ooh. might be my favorite stat of the week. BTK, Pat- get the duct tape ready. Pat- <laughs> Patrick Patrick Mahomes has started 127 games in the college and in the pros. 127 okay. games. There has only been one time an opposing quarterback has had more completions, more yards more TD passes, and less interceptions in a game. That man's name is Zach Wilson. Yeah, and that's another thing. He did not throw any picks. Now, I, I didn't see the end-end. Did he have a key fumble that screwed things up for them? Or yeah, Yes. Okay. Yeah, see, he, that's... he dropped the ball in midfield uh, with about seven minutes left, I think, down by three. Oh, that was the okay before the big Chiefs drive. Yeah. Mm. How, how are people? People overlooking that. Like you're saying, he's passing better. He hasn't thrown any picks, but that's a key fumble. That's yeah. the same as an interception. 
I hate to I hate to break it to you guys. Well, it's, it's like you're Not saying. you guys, he, but he played. Guys. It's like you said. He played probably his best game. He played a lot better, but he he still pulled a Zach Wilson there at one moment at one key yeah. moment in the fourth quarter. The I um, will say though, Brees Hall. I love Brees Hall. And you know that, that was something electric. It that was something electric. I was going to uh, bring up here. I want to let me get the the, uh, the box score for that game up because there was some. There was a stat that really stood out to me that I was a little bit. I don't know. It was. I shouldn't say shocking because I, I was. I wasn't unhappy when the Vikings let go of him. But Brees Hall six carries, fifty six yards. Dalvin Cook five carries, 15, sixteen yards. Is. Alvin Cook. Why, why is why is Brees not getting more carries? I don't understand uh, that logic yeah. at all. I mean, I we don't know if it's the fact that he's coming off an injury and they don't want to freaking yeah. you know Eddie George him or Chris Johnson him and where they just give him the ball. Yeah, but you know, but at the same time, you needed this game really bad. The Jets beat the Chiefs on Sunday night. It changes their season. Hmm. It changes everything. And the fact yeah. that they just almost got there, yeah, let's clap for that. But it's it's a loss to the Chiefs. And that could come back to haunt them if they do go on a run, you know, and they need that one win. Now, granted, the seventh seed is not out of their grasp. But I wanna I'm gonna bring this up to you guys, you and Brett. But you know how they say if a team's 0-3 the percentage to make the playoffs are crap. And usually if you're 0-3, usually you suck, okay? Uh, and you're not going to make the playoffs. But what's the difference between winning your first game and losing the next three versus losing three and winning your last game? What's the goddamn <laughs> difference? I mean, you always rather have the momentum of winning your last game in that right? situation. So there's, yeah, there's, but there's really no difference. One and three is one and three. Yeah, one and three is one and three. Yeah, and, and chances are you're one and three. You don't. You're you're, you're going to struggle anyway. Um, yeah, I, I mean, remember the only three team... is just you're oh, still sorry, only four ahead. games into the year. So if you put the four games and you got the extra you, game, you go three and, and one. Your next game. four, then you're back to five hundred and you're back in. Right, right. And I remember the year, uh, the the year the Ravens. Oh, was it the no the year the the Raiders made the Super Bowl against the Bucks oh two I believe um oh three Super Bowl year uh I remember I remember like the Raiders lost four in a row at one point but then won four in a row you know they had their ups and downs I mean the year the Chargers made the Super Bowl I'll, I'll never forget they were they were the one of the few teams that started. I don't know, one in five or whatever. And they won so many in a row. And I remember my buddy, Jason Golick in high school, he, he claimed to be a Chargers fan. So every Monday I'd be like, Oh, Chargers won one in a row. And then I kept going <laughs> two in a row, three in a row. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you don't, you're not a Charger fan, are you? No, but he, I think he was, but uh, I, it was just like, you know, you know, I, I anyway, I, it, it's with this seventh playoff team, you're not out of it. You just aren't. And so there is hope for the Jets. But, we, you know, we had talked. Their first six games were going to be difficult as hell anyway, even with Rodgers. So, yeah. yeah, the beginning of their season, the schedule was very difficult for them. Yeah. I mean, if Zach Wilson can build on this 
not throw picks, not fumble at the 50 in crucial games, and the Jets defense can play Jet defense ball and they give the ball more to Brees Hall, they can string together some wins and, you know, but it just bugs me that they lost to the Patriots and the Patriots aren't that good, you know. But it's just, again, divisional opponents, the Jets-Patriots thing, that's just like the Giants-Cowboys thing. When you dominate a team for so long, it, even though you may not even have the same players, it gets in the freaking ether. Yeah, I mean the the fans were, can feel it. it. It just it goes it, it's in the air. Yeah, for sure. If they were two and two, and their two wins were against the Bills and the Chiefs, you'd yeah. probably feel pretty good about the Jets, right? Even with right. loss to the Patriots and the Cowboys. Yeah, the, I, uh, I just I just hope the Jets can turn it around and make it exciting. For and our boy Axel and Manny. really their their offense is what needs to another stat I found today was the Giants and the Jets are the only teams who have not they have not ran any offensive plays while having a lead all season. <laughs> I mean that if that doesn't that's mean your sad. offense needs to play better, I mean that's the number one sign right there. That's pretty crazy. Wow. wow. It's uh, it's kind of insane that the Jets and the Giants have the same record because I would say the Jets are ten times the team the Giants are. So it's Oh, they are. They are. And let, let's just go to that, Ando. Uh, so our boy, Mr. Coach of the Year, Brian Daybald, who everyone freaking blows every second of the last year. <laughs> they got crushed by the Seahawks, that rookie Witherspoon, 97-yard INTS, freaking awesome. So <laughs> it was, that was that – was, what, a, what, a, what a return. But, like, was, okay. It was awesome. so, That was a terrible throw as well. Yeah, I know. know. That's why it was awesome. Um, so this is my thing. You know me. You know Brett. Brett, Me and Ando are very anti Brian Dayball. Maybe it looks like (laughs) a guy we picked on in high school. I don't know. But regardless of of that, (laughs) um, he just he was overhyped, and then eh, shouldn't have won the award. But, But he got so much praise for fixing. Daniel Jones. So much praise. Daniel Jones had the best year of his career. Blah, blah, blah. He's not turning the ball over. He's running. He's doing this. Made the playoffs. Oh, they beat the Vikings. Ho, 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 ho. And now he looks worse than ever. So what happened? Did Brian Dayball forget to coach? Or was he overrated to begin with? Or is it just this team is bad? It seems like the same team as last year. Barkley out most of the time. And you know, they, that overrated pass rush, offensive line's terrible. Daniel Jones is just bad. So, BTK, what's your take <laughs> on Daniel Jones being the new Latanza heist? And what I say is the big Latanza heist made famous in Goodfellas, but it's a real heist where, you know, my my uh, mafia boys took care of business. Um, and Michael Lombardi... Uh, named Brock Osweiler, when you get all that money, I believe when you either went to Denver or Houston, he got a big contract and he, oh, he yeah. was terrible. Yep. And he called him the Latanza Hikes on Simmons podcast. <laughs> and I just died. I'm like, cause he's like, because he's awful and he got all this money. Yeah. Well, you know what, what? Daniel Jones is the, is Latanya. The, the, I can't even say Lat. I'm saying Latanya now. Like my, my a girl I used to like in eighth grade. Uh, the Latanza heist 2.0, <laughs> Daniel Jones. Talk to me, BTK. I think it's a four year, $160 million extension that he got. 
Latanza House. Yeah, with like eighty-five million guaranteed. I think Giants. Good. I I I think this is a situation where he. I don't think he's ever been a great quarterback, but last year he was like a mediocre quarterback, and it was good enough for them to make the playoffs. I think as the seven seed, and quarterbacks are at such a premium that that the that I guess the Giants brass just lost their minds and decided that he was going to be the the next you know coming of Eli Manning. I don't even know if that's a good comparison. But. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jeff Hostet, no, Hostet, the one. But he's Bowl. he's not he's not a franchise quarterback. But there probably are not thirty two franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. No, right there now. is. You so know, Joe Clatt made chance. a great Joe Clatt made a great comment on how Caleb Williams would make eighteen NFL teams better right now. <laughs> yep, at least eighteen. Oh, I know. Yeah. So that's they're now they're kind of stuck, kind of like Denver's stuck with Russell Wilson, and some of these other teams are just stuck with these guys for a while. The uh, the yeah, thing with the good, thing good. with Jones too is that like his two biggest games last year that that contract was based on were against the Vikings in the regular season <laughs> and in well the regular season in the playoffs. Thank you, he, Minnesota. Yeah, you guys he, helped this. He Daniel Jones should be sending like a, a, a agent's fee to the Vikings defense from last year, the Vikings defense <laughs> that was awful. He threw for 300 plus yards against the Vikings twice, once in the playoffs. I mean, and ev- after those games, every podcaster was saying, except for me I, and, and us, I think we're saying Daniel Jones, he's figured it out. He's figured it out. I'm like, no, he played against one of the worst defenses ever assembled, the, the 2022 Vikings. So it's I I don't oh that contract is going to haunt them for a long time. I'm Daniel oh, yeah. Jones. I'm I'm hugely down on the to defend Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins for the longest time. Why would time, you defend Kirk? Cousins? Well, oh, the, oh uh, I see what you're this, saying. Yeah, see. this for, the rap on him was he could never win in prime time. His record in prime time games is seven and ten, which yes is not great. Daniel Jones one and twelve in prime time games. Yeah, that's pretty. One and twelve. This year, seven the, and ten is still seven wins. Yeah, the this year yeah, the Giants seven and ten isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, but like that's all, that's been Cousins' rap for all these te- all the time. All these people are talking have been talked about it for years. I mean, it started to go away a little bit last did, year because he won a few more. But wait, maybe just like in a few good men where they where, where Colonel Jessup doctored the the logs. <laughs> yes. Maybe Brian Dayball doctored the the record of Daniel Jones. So we it's just coming out that may. Wait, one and twelve. Wait, it said he was twelve and one. And and you know, speaking so. of speaking of our our guy Dayball, the the Giants are the only team to play three times on prime time this year. They're zero and three and have been outscored ninety four to fifteen. I Coach think we, of the year. I'd vote for him. Back I'd to back this year. Back to back. Unanimous. Give, give me some more of those Giants on prime time. My God. Yeah. Let's see Giants Broncos on prime time next. You know. <laughs> No, or bear, I, or bears. They showed a close up of uh, Daniel Jones's face after that pick six, and uh, I, I actually felt bad for him for a second. I mean, before I remembered his bank account, I did feel <laughs> yeah, bad. Exactly, <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. You know what? I, you know, and then that's the thing, and that's one of the things. Being a Cowboys fan, I hate the Giants, but I don't hate Daniel Jones. Like I like the dude, but he's just you know, unfortunately. That line is bad. He doesn't have any receivers, but yet they crowned Dayball the coach of the year. You know, and maybe you know, 
you know, maybe it was Daniel Jones. Maybe he, yeah, I don't know. He, he probably did help Daniel Jones, but I think it comes to a point where even Bill Walsh can't help this team. You put Bill Walsh or Vince Lombardi coaching the Giants, they're still terrible. And, you know, that's just the way it is. All right. Speaking of the way it is, man, I was wrong about this one. So that's nice, Brett. I like it. It's why it's why you're a series regular on this pod now. For lines like that. Main cast. Yep. Yeah, main cast. Brett got upgraded. He gets a better salary. So (laughs) Kellum's Bills, folks. The Dolphins threw a 70 spot on uh on Brett's Broncos. And but Kellum's Bills, I even picked the Dolphins. I'm sorry, Kellum. I was wrong. As Jerry Orbach said in Dirty Dancing and Dave Damashek from Extra Points <laughs> mentions it. I don't want to steal his thunder because he's the one that brought it back. But I, when I'm wrong, I'm, I admit I'm wrong or whatever the hell the line is. Uh, when Jerry Orbach told Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The Bills came to play. And thank God, because I have Josh Allen in my dynasty league. And I literally was so kind of fed up with him a little bit that I offered the worst team in the league, Josh Allen, for Justin Herbert, just because I was like, I want Herbert. And he goes, no, I'm going to hold on to Herbert. And then in this league, quarterbacks are worth so much. He scored me 78 points. And I crushed. And thank, I scored 209 points. And that's with David Montgomery being on the bench that I didn't start in two of my leagues. And thank God I won both of my leagues, our league that we do with Ahus and Axel, uh-huh. and then my dynasty league. So I, I, the Bills, man, that looks like the Bills team to pick that I picked to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. I mean, they just took it to the Dolphins. What do you think, BTK? I mean, I know that I, I know the Dolphins will bounce back against the Giants this week. I hope because in your stupid pool, I picked, I picked the Dolphins, so they'll probably lose. But give me your thoughts on Bills uh, Dolphins. Um, the Bills just look like a really strong team. I mean, one of the best teams in the NFL. I, I'm, it's the the game, the week one game against the Jets is the anomaly for the Bills. I almost disregard that one. They um, did that. Was it two years ago against the Steelers, or the Steelers, a bad Steelers team beat them, or you know, it was two years ago when Ben Ben's last year. I remember the Bills lost. To the, you know, they tend to do it in Week One. <laughs> yeah, and you know, who knows? That might cost them like a home field advantage in the AFC Championship game or something like that. But right now, they're looking like the class of the AFC. And yeah, they, they look they look damn good. I mean, that's it. W- it was a team I was expecting to see earlier in the season. I mean, granted that they they whipped the Commanders too, and I mean the Raiders. I mean the Raiders are the Raiders, but that Jets game maybe was an anomaly. I mean, that's uh, Allen looks like a different quarterback again. I'd I'd been hard on Allen the last last couple weeks, and then well, but in good in good but, standing because he wasn't playing well. Yeah, so it's I mean if, if he plays well, he's I mean. A 21 out of 25 for 320 and four touchdowns. That's pretty damn impressive. And one rushing. Yeah. Oh, and a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. He had five total TDs. And that's the thing. The Bills are only going so far as Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's the bottom line. And he hooked up with Diggs, make Diggs happy. Um, Still upset when Dallas plays Buffalo. I I really wanted Diggs on Diggs. 
That would have been so much fun. Oh, I didn't even Ugh. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. yeah that Dallas would, has to play Buffalo and Miami at the end of the year. Oh, God. You know, I, one thing I wondered about this game, too, is that this kind of happened to the Cowboys before they lost to the Cards. They blew out. Who the hell did they play the week before that, and they blew them away? The Jets. Giants? Yes. The Jets. Yeah. So last year, the the Dolphins were the talk of the town, and then they have this fall down their face kind of thing, too. Is that is there something to that when – like I think Simmons had talked about it during that Cowboys game, or one of those guys. It was like, is there we should there should be some kind of stat for these teams that have these huge weeks, and everybody is talking about how great they are, and then right, the next week right. they they fall on their face. Is is that part of what happened here with the Dolphins? It, it, Could it's, be. You know, everyone, including Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> uh, it's always a Cowboys thing. We tout the Cowboys, and then they lay an egg. You know. And it's always Cowboys, Cowboys. But you know what? There are more teams. The Dolphins have been doing it. As an you NFL know? thing. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a psychology thing. There's so much social media now that these players are going to – they're going to see all the power rankings. You can't, like, avoid them. So when right. they see everybody putting Miami number one in their power rankings, subconsciously, maybe they don't need to try quite as hard. Or, yeah, how, or how can it not affect you? I mean, that's – it's, yeah, it, it affects in some some way. I believe that that does kind of translate because you see it, you know, from time to time. I mean, when we get one email from somebody that says, well, "I really loved your podcast," I'm like on cloud nine for like a week. I can't imagine yeah. turning on Twitter and you're the number one trend. And you phone and it the, in, and yeah. you phone it in the next and exactly. Week, I phone it like the worst pod for the next month. I phone it in. What do you, what do you thought? Not just the next week. <laughs> <laughs> I live on that one five star rating for years. <laughs> no but think about it like even with the cowboys loss granted the digs thing really set but they're like okay we don't need to play three of our best offensive linemen <laughs> we're playing the cardinals you know and it's like easy game plan no problem and the defense can't stop the run you know it's just it's it's amazing how the nfl does get psychological there's those games that just you know like how did this happen but it does. It, it's just, you know. It's just, I mean, there's so much talent that everybody, every player on that last place team is is used to whipping people's ass all their life. So just because they're playing you and you're 4-0, they're not going to be scared. So you got to bring and, it every week. That's a great point. And everyone's a professional. I mean, look at the Texans, the way they whipped on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. But before I get to that, why don't we hand it over to Ando? Because we got picks we made last week. We have a high score from this week that I still don't think is right. And uh, we, we got picks to make. So let's uh, I'm gonna hand it over to Ando. And uh, this is your your ship now, buddy. You know what? Before we do that, I was gonna bring up a topic that I want to ask you guys quick what you think. Oh, about okay. This. I just happened Perfect. I forgot to write it in the notes. I was gonna do it earlier, but I was looking around I watching some of the games last week. And I it triggered my mind when Brett mentioned something about the fake extra points in the kicking game earlier. And so while we were talking, I was looking some of this stuff up. Should the NFL eliminate kick returns and kickoffs? And here's the reason why I asked that. So far this season, we played a quarter of the season. 25 teams have less than four kick returns. Seven teams only have one kick return. The Cowboys have one kick return for zero yards. They have zero return yard, kick return yards in four games. Jesus. It's, there's only, I mean, 
even the team with the most is 11. So, I mean, there's just not kick return uh, that when they change the kickoff turn rules, are, is it even worth mm-hmm. having the kickoffs anymore? I mean, I remember watching a couple of games. I'm like, why are we even doing this? This is a waste of time because the kickers are either kicking it out of the back of the end zone or they're fair catching on every single, every single return. Now, do you guys have any right. thoughts about this? I think it's worth having the kickoff uh, solely because of the risk of the onside kick. The onside. I was just going to say that's that. That's the Brent. one play that can get you back in the game. If you're down by two scores and it's five minutes left, you might as well call the game at that point if you're eliminating kickoffs, you know. So at least with the onside kick, you have a chance to come back. Or maybe, uh, maybe that's or or some kind of change where there was still a way to get the ball, like an onside kick thing. But I don't know. It just, it just occurred to me that it was just it's so it seemed pointless most, most of the game. Maybe it's just the last five minutes of the half or something. But then the element of surprise is gone, too. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe there's no way to do it. It just, it seemed, strike me as odd. I understand why they did it, player safety, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a rough, it's still a rough sport. And the problem is if they don't change anything, then it looks bad that we don't care about our players. But you're talking about a game that has been around for well over a hundred years. And I know with equipment and players getting bigger, faster, stronger, it, there's a risk. And, and I get that. And we hate, and we, you know, we're seeing more and more in both levels, players getting carted off at, m- at more of a rate. So I know the kickoff is a, is a really high collision. It's, it, it, it's a lot violent of injuries play, can yeah. happen. Yeah. But I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I understand that. And I'm all for player safety. But at the same time, how far do we go where this game turns into flag football? I mean, it, it's tough because I, you know, with what happened with Hamlin last year, scared the crap out of all of us. And you're just like, ah, you know, and concussions are a big part. We're seeing a lot of our big stars that we grew up with struggling in life now because of that. Um, you know, I mean, but they have to make a living and they, and they made a, a, a very good living, but at the risk of their body and mind and their life to take care of their families. So it, it eliminating it, I just, I just, I guess the, the nostalgia in me, those players who maybe are trying to get that big contract or trying to get to the next level they excel on special teams and that happens to mm-hmm. bring them to a new level. And, you know, kick returners look at Cordell Patterson, what he did with the Vikes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the amazing, I mean, just, you know, Eric Metcalf, different, you know, different players, Tamrick Vanover. I mean, I miss that electric of a kick return for a touchdown. I really do. Uh, but if you're going to yeah. change the rules to what it, they're at now, it's almost like eliminating it. Well, you know, so I don't want it to be eliminated either, but I, I, I just, I hope they well, tweak, tweak something because it does, doesn't, how it's working right now just doesn't didn't seem. They, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, go ahead. I was I kind of, I lost my XFL, thought. XFL, the USFL, where their onside kick was like you complete a fourth and 16 or something. And I if think you it get was. it, you get the ball. Yeah, it was something I mean, crazy like that. I mean, I don't really like that. Right. I mean, it goes against over a hundred years of football. Um, I, I, yeah. I honestly but don't the thing mind is it. with, but, but Brett, 
with the the even with the onside kick, they've changed the rules where you can't only line certain amount of people on a certain side. So it's even harder to get an onside kick. True, but at least there there's at least the play still exists. Right, right. So I, I mean, okay the Cowboys versus the Falcons a couple of years ago. You remember that? Oh God. <laughs> one one of a a countless number of fourth quarter blown games but anyway what a game yeah i'm actually fine with the rules as they are now Uh, it's it's a lot different from how it used to be and it's a little stale at times and it's a foregone conclusion there's going to be a touchback and all this kind of thing but i'm okay with that because you know, at least you you will occasionally get a kick return and you'll occasionally get an onside kick. And I'm OK with that. I'm, I would much rather have it this way than eliminating the kickoff altogether. Never have it ever. Yeah. Now, if it were up to me, uh, yeah, if I I'm were with commissioner, you. With you. Uh, and I heard the, the podcast with Axel and Julian last week and comparing uh, CFL rules with NFL rules, uh, the CFL probably does it better as far as uh, – my personal preference of of excitement because you, um, you, I guess you can get a single point if you kick it through the back of the oh, end zone. Yeah. yeah. If, if they, yeah. if they, if they, if it goes to the back or if they take a knee, you do get a point. And that, now, I don't know if I want to do that because like, of that. If you, can, if you can kick it through the goalposts on the kickoff, maybe you get a point or something like that would make it interesting. Because um, and then like actually, the fair pool. Because that really of that mad. rule in the CFL, that's how the Bombers beat the Tiger Cats in their second Grey Cup two in a row because they gave up the point and it 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 went to overtime. It ended up because of that point. It just it was crazy. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Well, if it were up to me, I'd, I'd, I like that, but that sounds more exciting. I mean, the halo rule, so there's no fair catch, but you get have enough room to catch it, but then you have to return it on punts. And then, you know, kickoffs will probably be a touchback, but you got a chance at an p- extra point, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So that that that's a little that is a little more flavor to what we have now, but I'm also okay with what we have now. I've kind of accepted it. And uh, I don't want to see the kickoff go away entirely. Yeah, I just thought it was. Cool. Little, I say it was just one of those things that stuck out to me, and I thought it'd be interesting to talk about because we rarely talk about special teams in the kicking games. But it's it's an interesting part of the game that I I like to talk about every once in a while. So, anyways, thank sure. you for humoring me on that quick point. I thought it was a fun. We humored topic. you, and now let's yes. get to the damn pick. Let's let's <laughs> let's pick. Well, do we ha- do we really have to get to the picks? Uh, oh, know. we do. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the the good news is all of us are at 500 or above now for the first time all season. So the, yeah. o- overall in the season. So Brett decided to uh, climb out of the cellar and de- decimate everyone going 12 and four. Well done, Brett. Woo-hoo! Yeah, baby. Um, Axel still maintains his overall lead going 10 and six. Heath goes nine and seven. And I fall to eight and eight. Overall, Axel has 39 correct, solo with 37, Brett with 34, and me with 32. So it was it was kind of all over the place. And uh, once again, the spread stuff was weird. Things like the Bears and the Buck or the Bears and the Broncos, or the Broncos favored by three and a half, and they win by three, and things like that. It was mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of weird underdogs and other oddball games so i don't do you guys have any thoughts about any of the picks from last week i'm sure brett has plenty so 
Yeah, keep it down to to, to one game, Brett. <laughs> or two. I just well, no, I felt I felt really good about my picks, and but I felt really good about my picks two weeks ago when I went five and eleven. So that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean anything. But uh, I'm I'm about five hundred on my uh, Revis Island. So I think I went two and two again this week. But I just I just hit on on a lot of the other ones though. Um, Axel went ten and six, so I barely gained any ground on him despite going twelve and four. Uh, but that's okay. I do want to say that there's there's four of us and we're all at five hundred or better. If if you look around the country at at all the podcasts and and shows that that make picks against the spread like we do every game, uh, we there can't that there can't be that many people that have nobody uh, under five hundred. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll change that by next week, but let's ce- let's celebrate <laughs> well, it while we can. I feel like we're doing we're we're holding our own here from yeah. a national perspective, and people people wake up, start listening to around the couch. We know what we're doing here. I know, seriously. Come on, guys. Exactly right. And That's gals. well said, Brett. Well said. <laughs> So, well, I think maybe we should just get go- start going on the picks then for this next week, huh? Let's um, do it. I'm looking forward to Axel's haikus slash AI. Oh, there's some uh, – he, uh, he threw down the gauntlet here. There's, there's, some, uh, <laughs> there, there, there's some fun stuff here. Um, cool. Our first – okay, the order this week, Solo, you're going first. Then Axel's picks will come up at AI Axel, then Brett, then me. The first game, Heath, we've got – and this oh. poor, poor Al Michaels is going to have a hard time tomorrow night. <laughs> when the uh, lowly Chicago Bears, in their attempt for going for their 14th straight loss, are going to Washington. The Commanders are favored by six. Whoa. Well, Chauncey, uh, Justin Fields, you know, had one of his better games passing. Uh, but the Bears defense is pretty awful. I mean, how did they blow that lead to the Broncos? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, seriously, um, I'm guessing if the Bears have the first pick, they're going to ship fields for a fourth-round pick to somebody and pick Caleb Williams. But, um, you know, the Commanders, there's a lot of hype for them. They play the Eagles tough, but, you know, I'm going to take the points and the Bears just because I think it'll be a close game. Axel says, the wall may have fallen on the Bears. Commies win by 14. Oh, the wall fell. Damn. I will say, uh, just going back to our picks last week because I have to. Um, if if Solo had <laughs> went against my pick every single game, he would have gone four and twelve. But anyway, <laughs> so we got Bears at the Commanders, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Commodores in this one minus six. Um, I, I made a, a rule house? two weeks ago that I wasn't going to bet the Bears to cover any spread, regardless of how large it was. And <laughs> last week that screwed me uh, because they did cover the spread, but I'm going to stick with that rule for now, and I'm going with Washington. Oh, I don't really like either one of these teams. I didn't want to bet on the Bears at all, but six points. God damn, that's a lot. 
and the Bears offense did show some signs of life. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points. I hate doing it. I I but I hate taking the Bears, but I'm taking the points. I think the commies still win, but not a boy, Ando. Next up, we've got another the second week in a row the Jags are playing in London. This time technically they're the away team. Don't know how that works, but <laughs> Jag, Jags at Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills are favored by five and a half. And AI Axel says Josh Alien is ready to anally probe the Jagoffs. Bills win. <laughs> um, Pop that, Brett. Do we know if the Jaguars just stayed there all week? I, they I think probably so. did. I'm sure yeah, I know they I, totally they did. had to have. Didn't they? they were hanging out at Big Ben. Oh. They were they were at the pub watching some footy. Oh yeah, they're enjoying hanging their, out with Green Street Hooligans. Their victory over the that uh, big Atlanta team. Um, <laughs> you know, they're going to be really homesick staying out there that long. So give me the bills to cover. Ooh. Yeah, I think, oh, God, I, I should bet the Jags because of what I said before about the big win and everybody's saying how good you are letdown factor. But I just I don't trust the Jags yet this season. I'm I'm taking the bills, too. Yeah, I, I Kellum, I, I got to go with the Bills, five and a half. I mean, I it's tough. The way, you know, they are traveling to London, uh, but I just think they're the better team than the Jags. So, Josh Alien, I'm with you, Axel, probing, and I think we'll have a new X-File. Let's go with the Bills. <laughs> Next up, Brett, the uh, aforementioned New York Giants are going to, Daniel Jones is going to go try and beat the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Dolphins by 11. Ooh. Yeah, uh, point spreads this large uh, make me uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) As uncomfortable as being in your basement for two weeks? (laughs) (laughs) Miami's obviously a way, way, way better team, but I'm still going to go with the points here. Giants plus 11. Ooh. Well, I don't I don't know if Daniel Jones can score uh Daniel Jones land offense can score eleven. And I don't think the Giants defense can score eleven either. I think the Dolphins can score a way more than eleven. I'm gonna take the Dolphins, even though it's a lot of points. Yeah, the, the Giants are bad. And I don't even know if Sa- Saquon's playing, but I don't think it's gonna matter. Uh I know eleven's a lot. And again, Vegas, they want they want equal bets on either side so they can take the VIG and 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 win. Um, unless the Dolphins just totally suck for a second week in a row, I can't see them not winning by three scores. Now, I could see them being up three scores and then the Giants somehow work magic late because the Dolphins get lazy. But I, I think this A-chain, the rookie running back, from A and M, man, he looks good. And uh, you know, Tyreek, and uh, you know, unless Giants can knock out Waddle or knock out—I mean, not knock out Waddle, knock out Tua. Tua. Yeah, yeah. If they can knock out Waddle too, God bless them. <laughs> hey, I've got Waddle with at least two fantasy teams. We need to stay uh, healthy. <laughs> yeah, he needs to stay healthy for Ando's sake. But I, I just—I need think... all the help I can get. The the Dolphins defense is gonna wreck havoc. Give me give me the fins minus the points. 
AI says, oh boy, this is going to be a fun one to watch with Lachlan because the Dolphins will score like 52 points. Dolphins. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I wish we could get an update, a Lachlan update, how he felt versus the Bills. Oh, yeah, okay. that's we do. We do it. We'll have to make sure and check in on that next week when our uh, our fearless leader returns. Yeah, because I'm reliving my childhood through Lachlan watching football. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, we need Luke to get older so we can do the same. Yeah. But uh, uh, and and Brett needs to start adopting kids or whatever. So, but well, anyway, he has a kid. <laughs> uh, no, I know, but adopt oh. older kids. Oh, I see. I see. Like if Brett adopted me, and then I could be in his basement, and we could spend time together um with duct tape <laughs> and bottles of water uh oh, okay yeah, next no. up <laughs> yes next up <laughs> next, <laughs> next up i will go first this time and the lowly carolina panthers are going to go to the nfc north division leading detroit lions lions are favored by 10 now, the Panthers did not look good against the Vikings last week, but I don't – 10 points is a lot. I don't – I still think the Lions are overhyped. They're good, but I think they're – I don't think they're 10 points better than the Panthers. The Panthers have some signs of life. Thielen was showing signs of life. They've got a few guys. I don't think they're going to let it get away from them. The Lions still win and probably win easy, but I think Panthers backdoor cover here. I'm taking the Panthers. Mm. Boy. I picked the Lions as my other team in Brett's stupid frickin' pool. <laughs> which means the Panthers probably make it a game. Uh, but I know it's 10 points. Son of a gun. This is a tough one. Especially when you think about teasing it, the, the, the common six-point tease, and it's like four, and then they screw you. They win by three. You, you know, I... I could see a backdoor cover as well, or I could see the Lions winning 38 to 6. So basically, I just didn't do myself any favors by picking both scenarios. <laughs> um, I think the Lions are on the rise. They did have they do have the extra time off from playing the Thursday game the week before. You know, I'm gonna take the Lions minus 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 the number. Screw it. I don't have any faith in the Panthers. Axel says the Lions may roar, but not by 10. Panthers. <laughs> Am I on yeah, this island, Brett? This uh, this spread is really high. Again, a little uncomfortable, but for some reason, I'm going to take Detroit to cover here. Give me the Lions. Atta boy, BTK. Come on the island with me. Well, Solo, why don't you tell us uh, how Brett's team is going to fare? The Texans, the resurgent Texans, are going to Atlanta. Falcons are favored by two. <laughs> oh, God bless me. Bless you. So only two, huh? So the Texans, I mean, they made the Steelers look like last year's Texans. They dominated. They were 16-0 at the half. They injured Kenny Pickett. Of course, I had the Steelers and Brett's stupid frickin' pool. Um, <laughs> evil Brett is getting a lot of airtime tonight. Yeah, evil Brett. Evil Brett. Gosh. Um, <laughs> CJ Stroud looks good. I mean, the Texans are playing above their pay grade. And wait, who are they playing again? Oh, the Falcons. The Fal- 
Oh, God. I, I, I got to believe the Falcons are going to win this game at home, and they can win by more than two. But the Falcons screwed me last week. I mean, the Regal Beagle hasn't been open for two weeks. <laughs> but I feel – hold on. I feel the Ropers. Mr. Roper is actually going to spend some money if the Falcons win. He said, I'm running a tab for $30. So I don't know if it's 1979 prices or if it's just going to be two drinks. But you know what? I'm going the Falcons one last week. Ritter gets benched. Heineke comes in. Heineke, Bijan, Heineken, Bijan, Heineken. Drake, Ethan, London scores. Get 10 receptions, goddammit. Taking the Falcons, Brett. Last time, if they screw me, I'm done. If they get if Drake London gets ten receptions, that would mean that Ritter would have to have thrown ten completions. <laughs> That's I told you Heineken's coming in. Oh right, right. Off the bench, late second quarter. Oh, okay. AI says I like the Texans, and I'm sorry, Brett, but Kenny Pickett, Zach Wilson, Danny Dimes, and Desmond Ritter should start an acapella group. Acapella group called <laughs> The Inaccurates. I'm not sure if that's funny, but they might be a hit on TikTok. Axel takes the Texans. That is very funny. That is very funny. Axel loves his Texans. And TikTok, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he's hip and Asian. <laughs> the last three drafts, the Falcons have had a top 10 pick, and they've taken Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Bijan Robinson. I have a nickname for those three. It's called Three and Out. Give me the Texans plus two. She's <laughs> oh. oh. Louise Dreyfus. Ando, am I on Revis Island? You're on Revis Island. I think the Whoa! Texans. I don't think the Texans are a fluke. Hope CJ the Stroud is on the Texans. Stroud Hope is the breaks. Stroud's the real deal, and this is the better quarterback is going to win here. That's I. Ritter needs to show me more than what he's been showing me. I love Bijan. He's not going to play. It's going to be Heineke. <laughs> if, I'm telling if, you, Heineke's coming in the second quarter. If, if Bijan has a huge game, the Falcons are win, but I don't think he's going to have a huge game. I, I like the Texans here. I I can't believe it so either, you, but so you're I'm saying, the Texans. So you're saying I should buy my own jersey because I ain't going to win this pool this year? <laughs> okay. Okay, next up. The Ravens at the Steelers. Ravens are favored by four. Axel says, wow, I liked Pickett, but lately he looks so damn inaccurate he might join the acapella group. Oh, wait, he did. Pitts D is sometimes great, but they got stomped by the Texans last week. Got to throw all that out because it's a divisional game. Lamar is in the is on the Ravens. Ravens gets the job. Ravens get the job done. Like Ando Ravens in the gets field. The job done. So yes, Axel takes the Ravens. Whoa, that was like a telenovela. Yeah, it was a short story this time. Short story, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a divisional game, um, but I like the Ravens. Uh, so give me the Ravens minus four. Yeah, I pick it. Oh, are you? Oh, up? Go ahead. oh I'm, yeah, I'm up. Yep. No, the, then I'm gonna I got, up. I got, I'm tired of getting burned by the Steelers. So I'll, I'll, I'll get burned by the Ravens this time after I pick the Ravens to cover. So I'm taking the Ravens. Good boy, Endo. 
Pickett ain't coming through that door, <laughs> but you wish he was because they see stinks. Uh, no, um, Mitch Trubisky's probably going to start. Uh, Najee Harris, man, not very good. That old line of Pittsburgh's bad. The Ravens are the better team. And Lamar, remember again, was against the Ravens last year, the year before, where he went, he left the game and took a poop or something. Kind of like Axel on the love seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, weird. I don't know why I brought that up, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Ravens. I I just I mean, Tomlin could do Tomlin things, but with Mitch. In Mitch, I don't trust, so I'm taking the Ravens. Next up, Brett, we have the Saints are going to New England. The Pats are favored by one. Uh, There's a funk coming from this game. Um, And it ain't my ass. (laughs) Belichick is not going to... Get embarrassed two weeks in a row. I think I think they're going to win this game. So give me the Patriots. Let's see here. Okay, Pat, God, I just I you said something is funky coming from this game. I hate this game. I I got to do the same thing. I, I think Matt Jones is not very good, but the Saints just aren't. I don't know. I think Carr might still be hurt. He looked terrible this last week too. I, yeah, I don't think Belichick yeah. gets humiliated twice in a row. I'm taking the Pats, too. Where in the world is Taysom fucking Hill? You know, he he at least had a by now had a couple of games where ta- he did hate Taysom Hill things. Maybe he's done. They're not using him. Car's awful. Saints are overrated. You know what? This is, this is the week the Pats have to win, and they will. Give me the Pats. The AI, AI says, I just can't see Belichick losing again, but what the hell do I know? Is this a podcast or am I dreaming? Yes, I'm just writing silly things for Andy to say. Axel <laughs> takes the pats. Okay, I was wondering, I'm like, is there a pick coming? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know where that one was going either. So I, I haven't I didn't proofread all of these things. So I'm uh, I was <laughs> I'm hearing it for the first time when I'm saying it out loud on a you lot know of what? these. So you don't you don't get the luxury of reading my haikus. That's, you get Axel short stories. Yeah, that's exactly right. Your uh, your your scripts are a lot easier for me to perform, Heath. Not 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 as much well, for Axel. I'm, I'm a professional. I know you are. That's I was it was a, it was supposed to be a compliment, but I'm just bad no at no it was out. it was and I got no and, I, and I, you know no but Axel's a professional too. That's he's true. just out of practice. Yep, he's out of practice. Well, if he's sick for a few more weeks, I'll I'll get a lot better at this on his. We'll be good. Okay. The uh, next game is the Titans at the Colts. Titans are favored by one and a half. And I am going to take the Colts. Jonathan Taylor was full practice today. He's back. Colts are going to, Colts are going to win this one. Anthony Richardson's looking good. I like the Colts. You know, originally I was going to go with the Titans, but you know, I'm kind of all about not looking, not saying, oh, this happened last week, so it's going to happen this week, like we always do. And then when it doesn't happen, we're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go the Titans. I'm still going the Titans. 
<laughs> Derrick Henry. No, no, you know what? I'm going the Colts, Ando. I'm with you. Let's come on, Colts. Anthony Richardson, to, aka Tony Richardson. Jonathan Taylor comes back. I'm going. No, I'm going the Titans. Titans. I can't make a decision on this game. <laughs> well, you're going to like what a- Axel says here. Who are these teams? I'll take the Colts. I have no reason. <laughs> Solo will love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, um, give me the Colts. Give me the <laughs> the, ball the, Titans. the Titans. And no, I'm not wavering. I've been intending to pick the Titans this whole time while I've been listening to you guys pick. <laughs> I like the Titans in this game. Um I'm still not sold on Richardson, and I think the Titans are a decent team. Next up, right. Mr. Solo, you get to talk about Ooh. the uh, Eagles visiting the Rams. Eagles are favored by four and a half. Vegas zone, as they say. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure if Cooper Cup's back this week. He did limited practice today. Hmm, it'd be interesting. You got Puka Nuka, Tutu Atwell, Cooper Cup. What an interesting trio of receivers. And a Higby. Throw in a Higby. I heart Higby's uh, film reference there. For Puka has the uh, most receptions and most yardage in the first five ga- four games of anyone in NFL history. That's just insane. No one knew who the hell he was. 39 catches, unless, 500 yards, yeah. Unless you outbid him for me in the fantasy alum. league. You damn yes, still pissed I about do, that. I do have him. I, do I know. Him. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's fine. I got not much to say. Uh, <laughs> I, I want the Rams to win, as you all know. But I'm sure the Eagles will win. I want to take the points, as you all know. But I'm sure the Eagles will cover. Give me the city of brotherly love minus the number. Axel says, I hate the Eagles, but they win games. This makes me hate them even more. Ask Solo. He hates them too. <laughs> they will push so hard on Hertz, but that he will fart out a win. Eagles. <laughs> They'll fart out a win. Win and a cover. So he's saying. And a cover. Well, yeah, because I, I was like, uh, yeah, he's playing lawyer ball here. I, I, he, he does say the Eagles, so we're giving him the Eagles. All right. Well, um, I'll say it right here. I think the Rams are making the playoffs in the NFC this year. And uh, I like them in this game. Give me the Rams plus four and a half. That a boy. Oh, boy. I just. Man, I want to take the Rams here, but just do I, it, I, I got to stay with the Eagles. I still don't trust the Rams yet. I just I don't trust them. They looked so terrible last year, but I may change my tune if they if they win this week. But I'm I'm sticking with the, well, with if the, the yeah, Eagles. If they can beat the Eagles, then all yeah. bets are off. Yeah, that's true. Next up, Axel will tell us about the Bengals and the Cards. In Arizona, the Bengals are still favored by three. What the hell happened to the Bengals? Joey B has one leg, but still, they look like poo-poo. I like Dobbs. Cards bounce back. Axel takes the cards. Mm. I just have more trust in the Cardinals right now than the Bengals. 
Uh, that's what it comes down to for me. So, yeah, I'll take Arizona plus three. Yeah, if uh, – Oh. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm after Brett, but I'm not. <laughs> if you would have asked me three weeks ago who I would have picked in this game, I would have said you're insane <laughs> if I would have said the cards. But until Burrow is healthy, I don't – they just look like an, not the same team. That it, it really shows how good Burrow is when he's healthy. I'm I, I can't believe this, but I'm taking the cards. Wow, Bengals are bad. Cards are okay, but I have faith in Joe Burrow, my AFC championship pick. That's going to fall the way of the Rams last year. I'm going to go. I'm going to put on my Revis Pats jersey, not Jets jersey. And I'm going to take the Bengals. Nice. Brett, why don't you tell us who's going to win between the Chiefs and my Vikings? The Chiefs are favored by four and a half in Minnesota. Well, Andy, I got good news and bad news for Minnesota fans. <laughs> good news is the Twins are winning game two on Sunday against the Astros. The bad news is the Chiefs are going to win by at least a touchdown over Minnesota Vikings. So give me the Chiefs minus four and a half. You know what? I'll take that deal. I'll take the Twins win for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Twins chances a hell of a lot more this year than the Vikings. You know, this game, oh boy. I found another crazy stat about this game. This is the national game, the late game, the Chiefs and the Vikings, and Jim Nance and Tony Romo are going to be calling the game. Oh! The Vikings, I don't think so, Jim! The, the Vikings have not won a game that Jim Nance has called in over 10 years. Nance is, oh, the Vikings are 0-6 when Nance calls them. Last year, the Vikings oh, were... they're not on CBS that much, right? Well, yeah, but... It's still, yeah, it's, yeah, six games, but still six games. Last year, the Vikings were 13 and four. Two of the losses were Nance called games, the Dallas blowout and the Green Bay blowout. So the curse of Jim, Jim Nance, who I love, continues. The Vikings get killed by the Chiefs at home. I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs here. Uh, I, you know, I picked the Vikings. Sorry, Endo, to finish last. I have no faith in them. But I do have faith in the Twins, baby. I'll take it. The Astros. Let's go, baby. I want to see a little Twins-Orioles AL Championship Series. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. But, I'm yeah, I'm taking Mahomes and the Chiefs and Taylor Swift. Rematch of Super Bowl four, Brett. Even though Axel's picking next. (laughs) Axel says... Sorry, Ando, but Mahomie is the best ever. Best ever. Wow. Oh! I like like Kirk Cousins' wife way more than Taylor Swift, but they are not playing. (laughs) Did I mention I like Kirk Cousins' wife? He takes the Chiefs. (laughs) All right. I am up next, and uh, the New York Jets are going to Denver. And the Broncos are – I triple-checked this because I did not believe that the Broncos are favored by one and a half points. I am That's... taking I am taking the Jets. This is the slam dunk pick of the week. They're 
the how are the Broncos favored? I don't tell me why are the Jets favored. I'll tell the, you why the Broncos favored solo. I'll tell you why. These teams are like honestly, like in Denver are even, and they favor Russell Wilson over Zach Wilson. But the new minus three for being the home team is minus one and a half. So with them dead even, they're giving the Broncos the minus the one and a half because they're home. And the allure of mile high, you know. But Broncos are bad. And I think the Jets' defense, I don't think the Broncos' defense is very good. And you know what? I'm going to ride the Zach Wilson train, even though he's not going to be the reason why they win. It's going to be the D, and Sauce is going to take one 83 yards for a touchdown interception. Give me the Jets, baby. My picks are awful this week. (laughs) Mine are, I, I, I already told you guys before, I'm dipping below the 500 mark this week. So I think mine are terrible this week. I I have no justification for any of them. (laughs) Axel says Zach Wilson is still bad. Well, you know what? According to his text messages, that doesn't, he must have had a little change of heart (laughs) since Sunday. Axel, he he got the, he got, he got sick and and like he's sweating out all the toxins in in the freaking sweat lodge or the black lodge in Twin Peaks or the darkness darkness retreat. And he's just, things are coming out. He he definitely is in the black lodge. You're right about that, too. Okay. He's in the black lodge. He's probably all drugged up and loopy. (laughs) Right. And Laura Palmer is giving him a nice thigh rub. (laughs) (laughs) That. Zach Wilson Would you is... like some coffee? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Had, I, I need to laugh. This too is many. good. <laughs> I've had too many uh, uh, things, adult beverages. Well, there's no sense. You're still coherent, so that you haven't had that many. Zach no, Wilson no, no. is... I, yeah. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No. No, I'm not as bad as last week. Because last week, I was super tired and drunk. And I didn't know what happened past hour two. I w- this I, week, I, I know what's going on. I enjoyed a couple last night in the second hour or two, and I could definitely, t- I re-listened to some of it. I could definitely tell. So, yeah. That was, last oh, my was- God. We, we did. Uh, honestly, we had so much fun last week. That was, that was an awesome It one. was freaking awesome. I really, see, that's the reason why we do this pod. The four <laughs> of us just, we, we just have so much fun. And it makes the, it makes the whole season better. Yeah, and 100%. It, 100%. And I know if the Cowboys lose, I can talk to you guys. And you guys are going to make me laugh and feel better. And it's the best therapy in the world. So, you know what? Sometimes, you know, when, you know, telling my pee story and check. I mean, <laughs> normally I wouldn't tell anyone that. But I was like, screw it. The guys need to know. Oh, God. Or your dying and dash story. Yeah. It's... <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. I got to compose myself. Axel's pick. Zach Wilson is still bad, but if he wins this game, I might make him a ham sandwich. Fuck you, Sean Payton. Go cry in one of Russell Wilson's bathrooms. Axel takes the Jets. Good job, at, I like Jet at Jaxel's uh, <laughs> short stories. Yeah, Axel. 
I like it. It's good. They're, I like they're. I think they're well they're done. improving as we as we go here. I think they're getting. They better really and stronger. are. They're they're pretty damn good. Yeah, actually, Axel sold himself short. I, I'm I'm digging them. I'm really digging them. I am too. Well, Zach Wilson played pretty well on Sunday night. The only question coming out of that game is, did he perform well enough to steal Taylor Swift, or is she sticking with Travis? Now everybody's saying that she's going to go to Minnesota, but what if she shows no, up? No, no, Brett. Goes Zach full. is all about Taylor Swift's mom, not Taylor Swift. Well, <laughs> Get that, straight. That's the next step of the story. This is going to be full on Kardashian oh, yes. shit. Oh, here we go. Oh, and then this is for you, Axel. Then a little reality TV thing basement. here. Yeah, I like it. But back to football. I'm taking the Broncos here. <laughs> Sorry, Axel. Oh, whoa. Is that a Revis Island for BTK? I don't you know. I don't trust one of these teams. I'm just going with the gut. <laughs> because we started at 6 p.m. Pacific, I'm like, told my wife, oh, we're going an hour and a half early. We're going to be done by the time we get home. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? At this rate, I don't think so. <laughs> this is been hey, I bought her Baja. Fr- I bought her Baja Fresh, one of her favorites, fish tacos. So Perfect. she's fine. She's this has fine. been a when nice leisurely pod. It's a nice leisurely pod here. We're just taking our time, enjoying it, and it's been fun. You know, you know what? For the three people who listen and enjoy three, four hour pods, they'll you know they'll enjoy it. I know my boy Kellum's listening, and that's all that matters. And one of the other three is the co- other co-host that's not here right now. So, oh yeah, Axel will listen. Yeah, Loney? I'm sure he will. Oh yeah, he will. The uh, while he's making tacos, <laughs> the uh, let's see, what are we at? Oh, solo, no you idea. get to tell us about your team first. Sunday night football game of the week, Cowboys oh, yeah. at 49ers, 49ers favored by three and a half. Good, you know what? When I tend to go against the Cowboys, they win, but Sunday, I'm going to my boy Johnny, my bookie. And one of my best friends, my boy Abby's going to come join us. He's a Dolphins fan, but sometimes is a Niners fan. Anyway, so it, it'll be a day of watching football and getting ready for this game. I wore my Trayvon Diggs jersey last week. Thank you, Parlay Kid from uh, Against All Odds. He retweeted my photo because he's a good nice. man, and nice. I love. I just love yeah. those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Sal are big Cowboys fans, and I've done a lot of I did a lot of Spotify live with them last season when they were doing that. And uh anyway, I, I you know what? For some strange reason, and I don't know what it is, I just really feel that the Cowboys are gonna win this game. I yeah. think I really do. I think they're gonna win. And I I think they're going to silence the critics and then they'll throw a freaking dud against whoever they're going to play the following week. (laughs) Um, But no, I think the Cowboys are ready to make a statement and not just, uh, you know, destroying the Jets, the Giants, the Pats. They're going to they're going to go into Santa Clara. I think that's where the Giants are. I want to say candlestick, but it's not. Um, And they're going to win. The Cowboys will win. And I'm so I'm taking the points, and I'm going to put a hefty bet on the Cowboys this week, folks. Ooh, I think they oh, will. I don't. 
I don't know if you should do that. Okay, I won't do that. <laughs> I won't do that. I mean, you can, but I, I like the Cowboys too, but man, putting, I don't know. I can't bet. Well, on hefty, I, I mean, hundred fifty to 100 bucks. Not like, <laughs> I'm not putting like my mortgage. On, on, you know. My wife would kill me. It's not like a soprano bet. Yeah. There, there won't be limbs broken or anything. We'll see. We'll see how the day goes. If I do well this weekend, maybe I'll throw a little on the Cowboys. Uh, or maybe I just throw money on the Niners, and then if they lose, it's one of those, if they lose, then I'm happy. But, well, and you know, after your big I mean? return last weekend, you got a little extra cash to throw around. So I what do, but it's already spent. I bought <laughs> Young Indiana Jones. Oh, that was your Blu-ray haul. from eBay. Yeah, DVD haul, yes. Oh, I, I, I bought a lot of movies. And, and the Baja Fish Tacos, too. So, I mean, yeah. And the other day, you know, before that, I did buy, uh, what the hell did I buy? Oh, El Pollo Loco. I mean, I went, I went, nuts. I've been going nuts. You know, I know I got to do a big food shopping, but I was just like, yeah, you know, we got some extra money in this house. Let's, uh, let's spend my, our inheritance on worthless things. Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that solo. So. But I'm going to say this. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on a second. So my wife from the Czech Republic, she originally came to America to become an actress, and she did some modeling. She did extra work. She did a little acting. And, of course, she's in Star City Murders. She makes an appearance. But her first extra work was Young Indiana Jones. And she really? actually she actually booked a part on it. But her village, they, they were so poor that they had a pay phone for the whole village. She didn't have a phone. So they called her to, to let her know that it was going to be an earlier call time than what they told her the day before. And so, of course, the pay phone rang. You know, no one knew. So when she showed up, they're like, oh, we had to sh- move the shoot. So she never, she lost oh. out on that role. Oh, oh so, which is very sad. sad. That's very sad. But she did say she did do extra work on Young Indiana Jones, but she's never seen it. And, and you know, so I was like, I'm buying the series and we're going to watch it from the beginning and see if we see her in the early 90s. Uh, so, so that's do you part know of the which, do you know which episode it was? We have no idea. That's why we have to. She'll know, I think, when the scene, when it uh-huh. shows up. You know, and then hopefully we can find her. Hopefully. Well, when you find out, you need the you need this because I think Young Indy is on Disney Plus too, so it's easy to see. Oh, it's on Young Indy. I could have saved myself a hundred bucks <laughs> and just subscribe to Disney Plus. Awesome. <laughs> so, sorry, well, Disney sorry, Plus so, is about to cost a hundred dollars anyway. So, but you know what? I always wanted these DVDs. Mm-hmm. They're the old first pressing, and this guy that was selling them was like, "Hey, I'm getting married. I need to unload." So I was like, "You know what?" And because for some reason, volume two goes for like 150 to 200 dollars on eBay. Like you can't. It's huh. volume one you can get for 40. Volume three you can get for 35. But volume two, I guess no one has them. So this guy sold the whole thing to me. I offered 80 bucks for the whole thing, and he he accepted. So I was like, you know what? I'm helping the guy out. And I get the old DVDs I've always wanted. So, you know, Wando, being a collector. Yeah. there's And there's nothing wrong with supporting physical media and keeping it. Because you never know. It might only be on Disney Plus for six months. Who the hell knows? 
yeah, who the hell knows? And I, I'm helping this guy's getting married. Yeah. I mean, when I needed an engagement ring, I sold a ton of toys and McFarlands mm-hmm. to pay for the ring. Uh, so it I, I comes it. back so I around. Like, you know, yeah. Let me, yeah. I was like, let me support this guy. So I got him. That's anyway. Cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Where the hell were and we? And that's what, <laughs> you know, and honestly, that's the type of talk and the type of analyzing. If you go to patreon.com slash DVR. <laughs> Yeah, and become a member. You can get all this stuff. And we, I reband, rebranded my film list where I'm counting down my top 1,000 favorite films of all time. I did a pod with Axel. Axel and Ando came in, and I think me and Ando need to do a pod soon. Oh hell yes, hell yes, we do. Uh, I, I love, I love doing email it. To, uh, and we gotta get BTK on one of these. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because you know, I, I just, I love you, man. Oh, Remember, is that a throw, throwback from the 80s or 90s <laughs> commercials? I was just going to say, you can also send an email to dvrpodcast at gmail.com and ask us you know, <laughs> what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Even though I hate your freaking pool, I love you. Well, evil bread and non, non-evil bread are two different persons. So two different That's people, true. So. so I'll invite non-evil bread. Yeah. <laughs> Good bread. Yeah. Good bread. Okay, where the, right, where, hell, where the hell are we? Cowboys. I oh, Cowboys. Yeah, oh, yeah, I just picked the Cowboys. Brett the picked the... We end up talking for 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes yeah. about Young Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's see. AI Axel has been on hold here. Let's let's, un- let's unmute him. <laughs> and here we go. Well, this is definitely the game of the week, and I can't wait. Too bad I have to take Lachlan to a laser tag birthday party at 5 p.m. on a freaking Sunday. What? Well, I guess I'll DVR and watch as the 49ers win by 16. It's not Dallas's fault. The 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Axel Foley. God damn you. How dare you, sir? Wow. Well, I like the Cowboys in this game. And um, I like them to win. And... Even if even if they don't win, I think that half point is pretty big because I could see 49ers, you know, winning by a field goal. So definitely give me Dallas plus three and a half. I love you, Brett. I am gonna boy, this game is gonna be good, and I can't wait. I this I is think, the game of the week. Yeah. This is know, gonna be fun. And you know me, I'm gonna be puking <laughs> and like texting you that the fucking defense sucks and I, I, I can't to go wait to Atlanta. To, I can't wait to ride that solo roller coaster on game day again where they, <laughs> they, they make a sack the Cowboys are back baby then they give up a first oh, down fuck the Cowboys I'm defense the is terrible yeah it's it's, it's fantastic I love I am the worst <laughs> I love I'm reading it because it's it's awesome I just love it I do it for you guys <laughs> really the this is what I think is going to happen in this game McCaffrey, who had a massive game last week, he's had 13 right, games in a row with a touchdown, broke the team record that Jerry Rice has held since 1987 for consecutive oh, that's bullshit. That's consecutive bullshit. touchdowns. Yes, it's he's well, here's a fun little trivia one. We'll see if you guys can get this. McCaffrey became the third player in NFL history with 600 yards and seven touchdowns in the first four games. There was two others. Do you guys have any guesses as to who they were? They were also Emmett running Smith. backs. Yes, Emmett is one. Emmett's one, and I'm going to say... Sanders. Nope. Barry Foster. 
Oh, nice guess. The other one is Jim Brown. Oh, fuck. How could I not? I got Emmett, my favorite cowboy running all time, and Jim Brown from Cuse. How could I not get that? Son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, the reason I brought up McCaffrey is McCaffrey has a history of doing this where he looks like the best player on the planet, and then he pulls a hamstring and is out for four games, which is what's what's going to happen early in this game. Cowboys win. Yes. Pollard got hurt last year. McCaffrey's getting hurt this year. Micah Parsons is going to demolish him. But we're not rooting for injuries. Just so Hell no. no. We no. don't, but we can predict potential hits. And I'm still mad at Zone. McCaffrey because the two times I've drafted him first overall, he's ended up gets injured in the third game of the week and out for the season. So I'm just, I have a vendetta against McCaffrey. Even How is awesome he player. all of a sudden healthy with the Niners? Yeah. Like, what's the difference, folks? Maybe mm. the offensive line. Maybe, Maybe he's not getting hit as much. The Czech Mafia is involved in this. Oh, oh, there it is. Be aware of the Czech Mafia. I had a sit down and we had some good <laughs> discussions this Perfect. past month. Oh, you're not supposed to admit that. I'm a made Czech Mafia man. I'm not only an Italian made man, I'm now a Czech made man. I got, <laughs> I'm just going to move to Europe. Screw it. I, I think I got more clout there. Maybe Star City Murders can do better over there and then here. They're going to do well in both places, so you got nothing to worry about that's, there. That's there right, go. baby. That's right, baby. Our like, last... You know you oh, go ahead, Solo. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I'm just, I'm just mumbling to myself. <laughs> Our last game of the week is Monday Night Football. Packers at the Raiders. The Packers are favored by one. And Axel says, Jordan Love is very inconsistent, but I do like the Green Bay defense. Raiders used to play in Oakland. Remember that? That's all I got. I'm going to go take some NyQuil. (laughs) Axel takes the Packers. He takes the pack with the NyQuil. Yes. That's a good one, Axel. Well done. Well done, sir. I like the Raiders. I don't Why? <laughs> I, do I have to talk about it? Basically, I don't like the Packers a little bit more than I don't like the Raiders. So this is kind of like the uh, the schedule this week. It's book the bookends are pretty bad. The Bears and the Commies on Thursday, and the Packers and Raiders on Monday night. Neither game really excites me a whole hell of a lot. I think they should bring Al Michaels in to do the Monday night. Game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I would say Monday night. Oh, they were expecting this, Matt. No, they were expecting Jordan Love versus Jimmy G. Monday night, ugh, Troy and uh, Joe are going to be like, you know what? I miss those late Fox games. The yeah, they definitely are. Well, the late Fox game. Oh no, that's CBS. I was going to say I think the late Fox game is Chiefs Vikes, but no, that's CBS. But that game's not going to be very good either. But anyways, back right. to the, back to the Monday night game. You know, I oh I hate you guys know one of my worst, least favorite things to do is to take the Packers, but I think I think the Packers win this. They're not terrible. Love is inconsistent, but at some point, Lafleur has to realize if I hand the ball, give the ball to Aaron Jones more, they're actually going to win. And Jones is finally supposed yeah. to be healthy. I mean, they it's they got embarrassed last week. They're going to come back and they're they're going to somehow win this game, which is probably going to be a terrible game. But I'm taking the Packers. I normally would take the underdog Monday night home team, and I probably should. I mean, Aiden O'Connell. I know he didn't play. He showed signs. I do like this kid from Purdue. Now, do you guys remember? Did he? He did. 
he didn't play against that stupid bowl game and Brett's stupid college pick'em pool where Purdue got <laughs> fucking killed. You mean the one that won me the pool? Yeah, the one that won you the pool and lost me the pool. <laughs> was Aiden O'Connell starting that game? I don't think he was. I don't think so. I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. Well, I bet he was. He was. He's a rookie. Well, no, but he might have pulled out of the bowl. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because yeah. of the draft. That stupid I can't remember. game. And Brett's stupid effing pool. Um. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go. I'm with you on the Aaron Jones thing. I'm gonna go in the Packers. I must be doing something right to get this kind of passion out of Solo. <laughs> exactly really right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, it, I'm in a pick, pick, pick the. I'm in a confidence pool, and one of my in my dynasty league, they do they run one, and I've won it the last three years. Okay, that's picking every damn game. For 17 weeks and blah blah blah. And I win. Hey, Brett's fucking pool. I pick I gotta pick two games and I can't pick two games. <laughs> I don't know if we've explained in case people are wondering. My pool is you just pick two games every week, but you can't pick the same team twice. So it's kind of like a survivor pool, but you you no one's eliminated. You just keep going until you've picked every single team in the league exactly one time so you're only picking two games every week and uh obviously you hear solos struggle i used a lot of my punts because i was just like i don't know and then you get the freaking four punts throughout the year 32 teams four punts 36 slots for 18 weeks one one guy's eight and oh who is that yeah two people people that won't last well i don't know I mean, I, Brett, I'm assuming stupid pool. I'm assuming they've used up teams like the 49ers and the and the Chiefs and the teams that are. It gets hard when you have to pick the shitty teams at some point. True, and that's where Solo is going to come through. Into. Yeah, when you pick sucks. just the good teams to start the year. Plus, they have their four punts, so we can gain games on them. But so, still, to be eight and zero, oh, it's still pretty damn good. So, so I'm five and I'm oh, five boy. and one right now. Uh, friend of the you. pod, Kellum is six and two. Nice, friend Kellum. of the pod, John Wombacker is also six and two. Oh, Johnny! Axel's five and three. Andy's five and three, and Solo is three two three and two. Yes, because I've punted a bunch. Yeah, the, uh, I'm going two and zero oh this week, baby. I'm going to uh, be five and two. Solo O'Connell did not play in that game, that Purdue LSU game. So you can either like him because he didn't play, or you can hate him that he didn't play and it was a bigger blowout. That's up to you. <laughs> right, right. That freaking pool, I, I, that freaking game. I was leading the whole freaking bowl season till that fucking game. <laughs> yeah, that fifty-six points uh, that helped me quite a bit in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that crushed me. Ah, <laughs> oh, breath, stupid pools. All right. <laughs> so we're we done with the picks. Picks are over for the week. He lives on love seat. Got the college love seat. It might be used and funky. It doesn't matter when the three of us are hunky. All right. (laughs) 
we're back. We punted the love seat last. I week. haven't heard the extended version before solo. Yeah, like that it. was the extended version you can get on if you become a patron, a, pa- a patron, a patron, a patron on Patreon at TV at patreon.com slash All right. I'm excited. I like I've told you guys before. You know, I, I I was always a big college football fan, and I would say the last couple of years, I just been following like Syracuse and Miami, and you know, a couple of you know, a couple of things. But it's always been like, oh, it's going to be Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson every year, and blah blah blah. And now it's Georgia. Oh, it's going to be Georgia. But the playoffs last year, you know, with TCU doing their thing, the Ohio State, it just it it got me excited. So. I'm more into college football this year, so I'm excited. So I want to get the love seat going. And the first thing I want to say, Brett, your two-time defending champs, Georgia Bulldogs, are still undefeated. They've struggled, but they've won, even with their yes. cupcake schedule. What what were some of the thoughts with you and your sources down in, uh, I was going to say down in Nebraska, down in wherever you play in Georgia, Sparta, Georgia, whatever it is. Yeah, I I want to say for the record, their their schedule is not their fault because they were supposed to play in at uh, Oklahoma this year, and the SEC made them cancel the game because of Oklahoma coming to the conference next year, and the and the fact that the full oh. home and home would not have been played before they joined, they made them cancel both games, as opposed to Alabama Texas, who had their uh, matchup earlier this year, but that was the second of a home and home. So they let them keep those games. So Georgia traditionally schedules very well. This is kind of an outlier year. And right, it's been, right. it's been, they had the last minute, like add ball state to the, to a schedule. And oh, they already oh. had ball tech and, and you of ball. I think they played all the ball <laughs> in university <laughs> of ball tech of North Dakota. Yeah. yeah. And they don't they forget about ball right now. Ball tech. <laughs> <laughs> even and even the the first half of those games, they didn't look that great. They ended up winning by, you know, 40 points or whatever, but <clears throat> they haven't looked very good. Um, they've had two real games so far. South Carolina, they were trailing 14 to 3 at halftime. They ended up winning by 10, I think. And then this last weekend at Auburn was their first road game of the year. Carson Beck, who's their first year starter, his first road game. Yep. <laughs> Solo's <laughs> nephew. Who I'm going to at the end of the month when I go to Pennsylvania to see my family, he's his last T ball game of the season. I'm going to see. So basically my parents said, Yeah, wait, just watch him play in the dirt. I mean he's only four <laughs> and he's playing T ball. He's doing very he's, well. But he's, but he's, yeah, he's got his dad. He's got some athletic ability, so um, it's it, it's in there. But I, I, I have a feeling he's going to get a hit. But anyway, Carson Beck, baby, <laughs> Carson Beck. Well, Carson Beck on Georgia is actually looking pretty well, and uh, they were down in the Auburn game as well, uh, ten to nothing. They they were down in the third quarter. They had two. Well, two interceptions on back-to-back plays, except the second one ended up being overturned, or else that could have that could have made a big difference in the outcome. But what the difference in the game was Brock Bowers, uh, the tight end. I love that dude. That dude is is arguably the best player in the country. Uh, I'm, 
it's going to be tough for a tight end to win the Heisman, but he should definitely be uh, in, in the conversation. Is and he, he had, draft uh, eligible after this? Yes, year? he's a he's a junior this year, so he's coming out. Uh, he's going to be a first rounder. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I haven't looked at Kuiper's big board lately, but I'm sure he's on there. He'll be. Um, and he had uh, 150 yards in the second half, uh, including the game-winning 40-yard uh, touchdown with about three minutes, two and a half minutes left. So it was a really exciting game. Um, this year, I'm just, you know, as a Georgia fan, I'm this, this year's just gravy for me. Uh, I've right. gone my whole life experiencing one of the longest championship droughts that, that a fan could experience across all sports. I know Andy knows what I'm talking about. Yep. I went, yeah, there's there's few fan bases out there, but two of them are on this pod that know what it's like <laughs> to have none of their teams do, do nothing except break your hearts for like two decades. So I I find my teams finally broke through the last few years. So this is just gravy for me. I, it would be awesome to three peat, obviously, and make some history there. Um, but you know what? I'm just trying to enjoy the moment. So the Auburn game was fun. I'm just glad the the cupcake part of the schedule's over and we get to play some real games. And, you know, I, I, I don't expect them to win in blowout fashion. I'm not going to be disappointed if they, you know, they play Kentucky this, this Saturday. The, I think the point spread's like 14, 14 and a half. I don't care if they cover or not. I just want a good game and I want them to win, obviously. But if it comes right. down to like a field goal or something, I'm just going to enjoy it and I'm going to keep moving on. And you know, hopefully, at the end of the year, they can they they make the playoffs. If they lose a game, they may not make the playoffs because they haven't looked great. Now, I'm su- I'm surprised that they're number one be- based on just how they played. The, the only reason they're number one is their pedigree of the last two years. That's that's absolutely the only reason. They I would I would argue that Michigan and Texas, at least, and maybe Ohio State and Florida State, should be ranked ahead of them just based on what I've seen with the eye test this year and, and the resume. Um, <clears throat> but as it is, the AP has them number one and the coaches poll. I bet you if the CFP committee came out with rankings this week, they would not be number one because they tend to weight the resume a little bit right. more. Maybe two um, or three, but probably. none of it's going to matter as long if they, if they can go undefeated, then they're going to be in the playoff and, and, you know, that's what it's about. But that, that's my little spiel on Georgia. All right. Uh, uh, speaking of spiels, and a little <laughs> check-in with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Well, they're, it's kind of a down year for the Gophers compared to where they're – I mean, they're, it's always a down year compared to Georgia. Every I mean, when the, you beat Syracuse in the pinstripe bowl or whatever the bowl we played. all downhill from there. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> They, I mean, thank God we didn't have a love seat segment last week because they got humiliated by Northwestern on a huge lead and let it evaporate. Don't need to relive that. So they they played a Louisiana kind of a cupcake team, but surprisingly scrappy. They bounced back and won the game. The big thing for the Gophers though is this coming week. They uh, Saturday night prime time NBC Peacock. The Gophers are on, and it's a battle for the Little Brown Jug, and they're hosting the aforementioned Michigan Wolverines and this weekend, the Gophers are probably going to get slaughtered. Michigan's favored by 19. Like Brett said, they <laughs> might be the, might be the best team in the country. The Gophers haven't won against Michigan since 2014. They haven't won at home against Michigan since 1977. 
I've never been alive when the Gophers have beaten Michigan in Minneapolis. Wow. So I'm I'm not exactly it, it. It could be bad, but it's all it'll be fun being on that. Well, maybe not if they get beat so bad. It's bad on national TV. But Gophers playing on national TV on primetime is not something that happens very often. So I'm looking forward to the Little Brown Jug rivalry games. Are always fun, even though the Gophers have lost a lot of those games. There's been quite a few that they haven't all been ass kickings. They've been some close ones, and I won a few games. So that's the main thing going on for the Gophers this week is uh, rivalry week because they're always fun. I I never even knew about the little brown jug. Yep, it's but it's uh God, it's one of the oldest ones in the country. Oldest, uh, wow. I want to say it's, I love those stupid little rivalries. Not yeah. as I mean, so much more than bread, stupid pools. But you know, I love the rivalries, <laughs> apple cups and axes and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, the Gophers also have an axe. Yeah, that's what's Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, yep. the first Paul Bunyan's axe. Yep, the first, and there's a pig for, well, against Iowa. We have Floyd of Rosedale, a, a pig statue. Yeah, the Little Brown Jugs' first matchup was in 1892, so it's a Jesus. it's it's been around forever. So 104 total meetings. So so it's always exciting, even though the Gophers are usually on the losing end of that rivalry. It's it's fun. So it, I'm sure it'll be a fun week on campus. It always was a fun week on campus with the, all the Big cool. Ten trophy games are fun. So that's basically all that's really worth talking about for the Gophers right now. So. We'll see how it is next week when I come back with a 45-point loss or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> cool. Well, just a Cuse check-in. They were 4-0, and then they start to play real opponents. Uh, and, you know, they got beat pretty bad by Clemson. And I knew that. But, you know, actually, Cuse is playing much better than I thought with Deuce Chestnut and Sean Tucker leaving for the NFL. And Deuce Chestnut transferring, I think, to LSU. I think that's where he went. I forget. Uh, anyway, um, they play North Carolina this week. Drake May, if Dak doesn't go to Atlanta, could be Atlanta's next quarterback. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to win, uh, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, I just hope they get two more wins. They do play BC and NC State to make a bowl, is, is what I'm hoping. So... That's what I'm holding my hat on. Enough accuse. No one cares. <laughs> Solo won a huge money line parlay last week, folks. Oh, yeah. Got him back on track. So I took an eight-team money line parlay. I took Oregon State and BYU to win on Friday. They did. I took Clemson to beat Cuse, Maryland, uh, Georgia Southern, Miami of Ohio, and Iowa. But the game that I thought was over, and Brett texted me that it wasn't, was the Notre Dame-Duke <laughs> game. I had Notre Dame, and for some reason, so I'm watching it on my iPad, and it was fourth and six. And then I saw, like, I didn't see the play, and then I saw Duke celebrating. So I'm like, oh, God, they freaking <laughs> converted. I'm done. So I said to the wife, let's throw on a movie. And then Brett's like, dude, they punted. And I'm like, what? Right when you texted that solo that you were turning it off, I actually turned it on the iPad into my tractor. I was still working at that late at night, and I turned it on, and that's when we texted you that maybe you should – when Brett sent back, you should maybe turn it back on. It was funny. Yeah, so me and my wife watching. We were watching – I think we were watching Mother, the J-Lo Netflix movie. And I said, you know what, honey, can we go to the game – I have a chance to win on this particular parlay, 270 bucks. I was like, can we? So she's like, yeah. 
So we turned it on. And then as soon as I turn it on, the Notre Dame running back was running for a touchdown. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but having said that, as much as Notre Dame winning, I still needed Iowa to win. And of course they did. So I was like, oh, I forgot about that Iowa game. But anyway, it was a, uh, yeah, it was twenty dollars to win two fifty. I was already up thirty, and then I won, I think seventy on my teaser, uh, no ninety on my teaser, the NFL teaser. So I cleared just under four hundred bucks this week. It was a good week wow. uh, for betting, for not betting much. Um, I would have won even more, but I took stupid the Thursday night game. First of all, I was going to bet the Lions to cover, and I didn't, and I should have. But I took Luke Musgrove to have three and a half, to have four receptions. And he caught one and then got hurt. It was off the game. So that was the only bet I had lost. But I had a good week. Um, The uh, Colorado-USC game was interesting. USC, Caleb Williams looks amazing. They're crushing them. And, of course, Colorado made it interesting, and they came back and ended up losing 48-41. I know there's a lot of hype with Colorado, but, you know, Oregon crushed them. Now USC beat them. It's funny. Colorado reminds me of the Miami Hurricanes 80s swag without winning. You know, they beat TCU with... 100%. 100%. Right? Yes. They, they got the Miami swag, but they haven't won shit. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm enjoying watching Colorado. And I love Dion. And one of the things about Dion, I mean, he was a cowboy, he helped us win Super Bowl 30. But during the pandemic, when we didn't know what the hell was going on, and, you know, we were afraid and we're, we're, we're locked down. NFL Network aired this commercial with Dion, and Dion's sitting at his home or whatever, and he goes, hey, we're going to get through this. We're going to be okay. I guarantee it. And for some reason, that that little promo he did would make me tear up every time. <laughs> and I was just like, Dion, you're right. We're going to get through this. You know, and, and in retrospect, like that, I don't know. It just sat with me. And with my love for him, as a, of course, as a Falcon, <laughs> you know, I didn't love him as a Falcon, but as a cowboy, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm rooting for Prime. I know he, he can be an ass, but you know what? He's put so much attention to Colorado, who's been dormant since the 90s. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of root for him, but now I know my good friend Aaron Norvell, whose brother is the coach of Colorado State, Jay Norvell. Aaron's been my buddy for 25 years. Um, when Jay was a tight ends coach at the Raiders, we went up to a game, and you know, that's when Brett Favre threw his four yeah, touchdowns the, after his dad, dad died. Thing. Yep. Yeah, and you know, so as much as I was into Colorado, then the whole bickering back and forth, I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta side with my Norvell brothers, you know. So I'm kind of like, ah, but I, I, I don't know. It, it's I think. I'm going to say it's good for college football just because it's got me fired up. And, they, you know, they got all the celebrities on the sidelines. T.O. was there. Um, but, you know, we, we, we need something in college football to get us excited. And even I though Colorado can barely I, make a bowl game, maybe. But I think go, it's, go ahead, it's, it's 100% good for college football. There's 
I mean, I've had people, people that I know, I've known for years and years and years that have texted me or called me or I've ran into them or talked to them on Facebook or about something. And they're like, have you watched this? Have you watched Dion and all that? They haven't watched college football games in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, it's bringing wow. so much more attention to college that I think it has yeah. to be good for college football. Agreed. Yeah, it's oh. it's a new world in college football right now with the transfer portal and the NIL. Right. <clears throat> so he's yeah he's using that basically as a free agency, and uh, it's working. I don't know if they're going to change the rules, but for right now, yeah, yeah, he's he's doing him. Yeah, no, I it just adds some excitement, you know. I mean, when Miami had that swag and you know Notre Dame was good and Colorado you know with Darian Hagan and Biennemi sleeping with Biennemi and I don't know Nebraska was tough like you know we need some something other than Alabama and Clemson for God's sake yeah that's why I like this year yeah it's it is funny to be on the other side of that argument right now where every everybody in the country is rooting against your your favorite team <laughs> But, that just um, means you're doing something right when everybody hates you, isn't it? Isn't that the old yeah, saying? Right. <laughs> well, you know but what's so funny, guys? This year, go ahead, sorry, is, go ahead, Sean. This no, no, no. This could be the best year for Pac-12 teams, and it's the last season. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, yeah. Oregon it's looks great. Offense. USC looks tough, even though their defense is suspect. You know, Colorado doing the thing. UCLA is a tough. You know, the Pac-12 is actually exciting, and it's going to end. Yeah, hell, there's four uh, or five quarterbacks in that league right now that are all going to be starting on Sunday at some point. I mean, seriously, it's it's, it's loaded this year. Yeah, dude, that boy Bo Nix, he can throw a ball. Yeah, he's got an arm. Yeah, he's got. An arm. Where did he transfer from? Oh, uh, where the heck was Bo Nix from? It wasn't North Carolina or Wisconsin, was it? No, I don't think it was Wisconsin. What where the, the heck? Auburn. They- Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was with Auburn. Well, he didn't want to face Georgia. That's why he transferred. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's a chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Auburn. Um, yeah, no, it, it's just I don't know. I just uh, I'm just really enjoying college football. Is there any players aside from your on your favorite teams that have excited you that you're like eager to watch week to week, or some, maybe some players you're like want to check out? One of my one of my favorites. I think I mentioned him last year when we did when we would uh, make Axel watch games. My one of my right. favorite guys to watch is Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State. I think he is just electric, and I love. You stole mine. You stole mine. <laughs> God damn it! I'm glad I'm I went you. first. I'm with you. I love I'm, watching I'm him play. You. Yeah, he's great, and you know, yeah. I mean, he he is really good, and his dad is you know one of the best. Uh, went to Syracuse, of course. So why didn't you make your son go to Syracuse? I'm pissed <laughs> off at you, Marvin <laughs> Senior. But no, nah, he, he, yeah, he's must see TV. He's just so good. He's going to be at least a top ten pick, maybe even a top five, depending on who's picking. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's the elite receiver. What about you, BTK? Oh, uh, man, I like I'm. I think Texas is pretty fun. Who's his? Yeah. Who's their quarterback again? Quinn Evers. Ever. Yeah. So is yeah. Arch Manning going to transfer, <laughs> or is he just going to play? I don't year? know. 
Yeah. I, so Evers is still a sophomore. So he's is got he one more year after this one. It, it's saying he's yeah. a sophomore. I, I don't I know if he's he a registered or not. Oh, I didn't realize he was that young. No, I think last year was the first year he played. That was why it was oh, such a big okay. shock that Manning went there because they had a young right. stud quarterback. Right. Yeah. Because they were saying, oh, Arch Manning should just transfer to Alabama. Well, uh, nowadays, you never know. I mean. Yeah. Go to Miami, Arch. (laughs) Go to the Canes, baby. We haven't had great quarterbacks since, God, I don't even remember. Ryan Clement? No, he wasn't. I haven't heard anything about Arch Manning at all. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, I, I thought I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a signed, sealed, delivered. He's starting this year, and then when Evers was was playing, I'm like, and he's playing well. I'm like, well, he ain't he ain't, Arch ain't playing. That uh, doesn't mean he won't play next year, though. I don't, no, I know, but, but come to Miami. I would say come to Q Space. There's no way that's happening. Come to Miami, <laughs> my original favorite team. Until I went go to, to Colorado. Space. Oh, they oh, already got boy. it. Yeah, yeah, go to Colorado. But is uh is Dion's son, is he what what is he? Is he a junior or is he a senior? Oh god, how how old is he? I don't even remember. Is he 42 years old? Because <laughs> I'm just thinking, I mean, he was at Jackson State or Jacksonville State, whatever that. Yeah. That's a good question. How well, I mean does anybody really think Deion's going to stay at Colorado for long? I mean, Florida State, some of those kind of schools, I could definitely I see him well, going there. I don't know if the Florida State job will be open. Well, that's true. Just yet. Uh, He's a joke. And I had joking like he'll be George coaching the Cowboys. Is a junior. junior? Yeah, junior. I, I think you should stay another year. I think you need some seasoning. Yeah, his, his, I think his raw talent is amazing. But, yeah, I think a, another year yeah, in college needs, would help him a lot. Another year in college would help. We'll see. Unless you got Arch Manning who wants to transfer. And then yeah, <laughs> Dion and Arch. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so laughing when, like, the USC game, when, when Dion's running out and there's so, just some little hype guy near him. I guess it was some rapper that was running by. I'm like, uh-huh. who is this fool in a cowboy hat? Like, what the hell's going on? It's 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 college is a different. The Dion thing is it's a di- totally different. Man, it's just different, different than anything we've seen. Yeah, it's like we've seen put, it in a long time. Yeah, in a very long time. I mean, USC, we had like alums on the sideline, kind of like Will Ferrell and you know mcconaughey's on the texas sideline but nothing like this well like where it's uh, like a group a dozen half dozen celebs that i think it was the oregon game maybe and the rock was on the sidelines and i'm thinking wow that's yeah. perfect because it feels this feels like a wwe thing infused into college football some it's like a circus well i'm pissed off crazy. at the rock because he should be at miami games because he played for the Kings. yeah it is kind of crazy that he doesn't show up Why more at hurricanes know. games <laughs> yeah well, he's like, damn, well, that's that good. He's an example of maybe who wasn't a big college football fan until Deion Sanders came to Colorado. Now he's he now he's a football, yeah. college football fan. Well, he, maybe. he was on, wasn't he on the Canes national championship team? I know he was a D lineman for him. I don't think he was on the national championship team because they didn't win when he. I don't think they won when he was there because he was either pre or post Ray Lewis. I can't remember. But no, the last title the Canes had won 
was under Craig Erickson. The and then they didn't win till oh one when they beat Nebraska with Larry Coker uh after Butch Davis revamped. But it, no, during the time he was there, I believe it, the Canes were on kind of the down downside. Okay, it, it's well, they couldn't have been that down because it said part of the reason he didn't get a lot of playing time is because he was there the same time as Warren Sapp. Yeah, but I don't think Sapp were they not very good when Sapp was there. Title. I just don't. No, they were they were they were good, but they weren't not. national championship. Because okay. when Sapp was there, is when Nebraska was running the show and Florida State and Florida oh, were yeah. really good. Yep. So. They weren't, and then after that, they got hit with, yeah, a bunch all the, of all the bad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> all the bad stuff, and then Butch Davis came in the late nineties, oh, revamped about it. Butch Davis, yes, and then and then that like two thousand and one, two thousand two thousand and one team was that beat Florida, I believe, in the Sugar Bowl was like awesome, and then the next year they won the Rose Bowl against Nebraska and Couch yep. Crouch, sorry. When it was like Andre Johnson, Shockey, Najee oh, yeah, Davenport, that, that like that super team. team. Yeah. Oh my God. And I was at that Rose Bowl. Really? I, I was oh, there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had connections for like three years in a row. I went to the Washington Purdue game where Drew Brees against uh, the Hawaiian quarterback. I can't remember oh, his name for Washington. Yeah. What the heck was his name? I know who you're talking about. I can't remember either. Yeah. Then I, I I saw the Miami Nebraska national championship game, and then I saw the Vince Young amazing game. Against you were at the Chad Vince Hanks. Young USC game? No, no, no. It oh. was the year before. It was Vince Young versus Chad Henney. It was Texas Michigan. Oh yeah, that it was an incredible game. Yeah, and I, I was wearing my Chad Henney jersey. I, I had, well, I think it was a Drew Henson jersey that became a Chad Henney jersey. Because um, <laughs> I love Drew Henson. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah, I went to th- those three Rose Bowls. Yeah, a friend of a friend did worked on the Rose Bowl parade and had free tickets. So nice. Ooh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. So I would go for free. All I had to buy him was like a nachos, and that's it. And oh, it that's, just, that's that's not so bad. That's a nice price to pay. No, that's a no. It's pretty damn good. I have to say I was pretty lucky. Um, anyway, that's my Rose Bowl story. Um, do we have any game? What 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 are the top games this weekend that we should say? Axel DVR that shit on YouTube TV. Well, the big one is the Red River Shootout. I love the Red River Shootout, man, and especially yeah. this year, Oklahoma, both, Texas. Yeah, and both teams are really good this year, so that should be a the fun. Red, I mean, the, wait, the Red River Rifle, Andy Dalton Bowl. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they they it's on the what the Red River rivalry now. We can't call it shootout, or showdown. I showdown, I think it is. Oh, yeah. is it showdown now? I think so. It's the shootout. It is the all-state you, Red River rivalry. Oh, of course, oh, it's Red River. All-state. Rivalry. I forgot about the all-state part. Of course. All-state. Oh, all-state. All-state. <laughs> Should be sway. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's because I've been watching. Re- oh, go ahead. Sorry, Solo. I was just going to say, stupid, where watching show Chuck. Oh, yeah. HBO Max, which is great, which I haven't seen past season two. So my wife loves it, and we've just been watching it. So they recently were like, oh, $5 footlongs at Subway. So Subway has, it must have bought some uh, 
oh, time on Chuck yeah. in uh, the end of season two. So I was just dying. Oh, five dollar foot long. Yeah, how far we've come. Now it's like twelve dollar foot long. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So we got we got three top twenty five matchups. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, then the Georgia, Kentucky game is also uh, Kentucky's twentieth right a good now. One. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, LSU Missouri technically is a top twenty-five matchup. Yeah, uh, Missouri is still undefeated. Twenty-four. Are they? Yeah, no kidding. five and zero. There's there's sixteen undefeated top twenty-five uh, power five oh, teams wow. left. Pretty impressive. So, yeah, it's there's a Who lot Ru- of parity. What is Rutgers? Who's Rutgers got this week? Are they this week? Are they in the CFL now? Yeah, they are at Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, uh, that's not a real um, exciting game. Wisconsin's down yeah, this no, year not too. Really. But actually, you got to watch your team for God's sake. Yeah. Um, there is an interest. Ohio State plays Maryland, which they should win. But Tua's brother—I forget Tua's brother—is the quarterback right. at Maryland. Yeah, I forgot about that. He's pretty yeah, good. BTK Tuvalola, I think is his name. <laughs> or Manti Teo, I forget. I forget. Yeah, something like um, that. No. Something like that. Um, yeah, Cuse plays North Carolina. Eh. Yeah, it's North Carolina's. Uh, yeah, they go. North Carolina played the Gophers a couple weeks ago. They're they're a good team. I was impressed with Carolina. Yeah, they're they're playing well. Drake May, baby. Yep, another going to be another great quarterback. Another first, another first rounder. It'll be interesting. If do you think if the Bears get the number one pick, do they? Are they do they say screw it with Fields and draft Caleb Williams? I don't. I, you have to. How can you not? Anybody that's seen Caleb Williams plays knows he's dude. He's he's unless a he gets injured, he's a can't miss. Yeah, he's gonna be something special. Yeah. How do you try to he's, trade Justin Fields then? Well, but what do you get for him? Do you get who would want him, and we get a fourth or fifth round pick for him? Then I'd, I mean, the I'd Jets would love him. I'd still, I'd take the loss. One again. <laughs> I mean, well, that's... wait, wait, say that again, Brett. Can the Bears get the number one pick again? That's pretty. That's pretty rough. Yeah, they could, they, and they got they, they got somebody else. They got the Texans pick, don't they? Yeah, they could get the top two picks. I think I they heard. have they have the tops. They have two first rounders. Mm-hmm. Get Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams. I think they almost have to if 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 they don't get the first if they don't take they him they got to take at least got to take one of those top quarterbacks in the first round. I think you have to. Yeah. Even if you keep Fields, so. but I don't. I mean, Fields hasn't shown that he could. I mean, we've all seen Caleb Williams play. Wow, I just can't imagine anybody passing on him. It just seems unless, like suicide. Unless you get a king's ransom from the number one pick again. Well, that's true. And and you, maybe you do that. Um, but they do need a lot of help because that's the thing. I mean, it's, granted, you get Caleb Williams, great, but they need. They need so much help on defense and O line. I mean, it's not even a joke. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I suppose you could. I mean, if you, I suppose if you got two or three number one draft picks and a number two or something, I could maybe see doing it. You could restock your team a little bit. That'd be another good way to yeah. do it. 
But but how could you pass that on Caleb Williams if if you have the first pick? That means Justin Fields is really bad. I mean, look look away. We all know what a great quarterback can do. A game changing quarterback, Mahomes or Tom Brady or those guys. They they make the entire team better. And the Bears drafted Trubisky over Watson and Mahomes. So, oh, God, yeah, it's oof. I mean, yeah, if I was them, I would just take the loss on Fields and deal him for what you can get. If I had the number one pick, I would not. I, there's no way I would pass on Caleb Williams. Yeah, because then you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't give Fields the big contract. Yep, and you just move on. And th- th- there'll be some team that'll give you at least if Trey Lance commanded a four, yeah. you may even be able to get a three for him. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Andy's secretly hoping that the Vikings lose the rest of their games just so he can get Caleb Williams. I would, I, 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 it would suck to watch them lose that many games, but I would, I would, I would make that trade. <laughs> oh, it'd be fantastic! It'd be a fantastic. franchise quarterback like that that could play here for a long yeah. time. I mean, look at the year the Colts got Andrew Luck. Right, they had that awful season, but then mm-hmm. boom, they got Luck, and you know, granted. He retired early, but it was like one season to get a top quarterback like that. It's almost kind of worth it when you know that you're not going to win the Super Bowl. And you know. the, the the Vikings have had such poor luck with quarterbacks and poor. I mean, like I think I've joked before, that's where the place quarterbacks go to die. Kirk Cousins holds almost every Vikings passing record because he's only the only, one of the only ones that's been here the bulk of his career, like seven years now or something, or six years. Oh, that's rough. But Has like, it been that long? Yeah, it's Jesus. And but like it's it's been guys like Warren Moon or Randall Cunningham or Brett Favre, right. guys that have had good years, but it's always That's been a, on the tail wow. end of their careers. So you know, you had Cole Pepper, and then he got hurt. Yeah, Cole Pepper was kind of the one. Yeah, he was the he was, was the bright shining light of hope there for a while, and then he messed up his knee and was never the same. So yeah, it's never the same. I, I am a fir- and our neighbors to the east of me here have drafted two quarterbacks, and I've seen what those two. With Rodgers and Favre, I mean, they've dominated for two decades with a great – I've seen what a great yeah. franchise up close does. I would I would never hesitate to take Caleb Williams. Any, I mean, any look at look at the – in the black and blue division, look at the Bears and the Lions. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lions, Joey Harrington, Mike McMahon, uh, yeah. you know, the list goes on. The Bears, in their storied history, what, Jay Cutler was the best quarterback? Grex Grossman, I mean – Yeah. It, it, I mean – I know it's hard to get a quarterback, and to to but man, to 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 not get a franchise quarterback for twenty or thirty years, that's bad. It's 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 tough. That's so I say I would I would for sure take the losses for one year and suffer through it. If 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 I could guarantee Caleb Williams a healthy Caleb Williams coming here, I would do it in a heartbeat. Caleb Williams and Justin Jefferson for four or five years. I can't think of anything better right now. I mean, that would be, yeah. that would blow me away. I mean, it sucks like like with the Cowboys, you know, the end of the Landry era, they were terrible and they got Aikman, right? And then, but after Aikman, it was a few years of Anthony Wright, Ryan Leaf, <laughs> you know, a bunch of crap, Quincy Carter, who in the second round they took when they could have traded up to get Drew Brees, you know, yep. and, and it was just, ugh. And then Romo came, and he was an undrafted guy, and he outplayed his undrafted status, but he couldn't win. He couldn't get them to the NFC Championship. And then now Dak Prescott, a fourth round pick, their second fourth round pick. Is he? You know, is there a reason why he went to the four? I mean, his rookie year, they got the one seed, and 
looked like him and Zeke, this is the greatest thing ever. And then, of course, they lose to the Packers and Mason Crosby and all that bullshit, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, and now, so now it's like, do the Cowboys need to be to be super bad to get, you know, to get that quarter? I mean, they haven't, since 1989, they haven't had a first-round quarterback on their team, you know? And, I mean, that so, and I guess Trey Lance is first-rounder, but that they traded <laughs> for, but... <laughs> I I still don't know why they did that. Um because he's not even ready to be the backup this year. Because he no. hasn't been in the offense. Yep. You know, I mean, maybe they're looking at maybe it's like it just in case we don't sign Dak. We got Cooper and Trey, and then maybe we draft a guy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Maybe this is the offseason that Jerry Jones fires himself. <laughs> or he croaks. <laughs> I mean, I love Jerry's passion and he wants to win more than us fans. Uh, but I, I will say about the Cowboys, their drafting over the last five years has been amazing compared to what yeah. it was. Yeah, they've I been mean, good. Digs in the second round. I mean, they really have done very well drafting and and not spending a lot in free agency and building with thin and you know i just i don't know if mccarthy's the guy and dan quinn i would love him as my d coordinator but as a head coach as brett can 28 to 3 me um i i don't know if i want him as my head coach you know you don't but but who is there it's not like the, the the coaches are growing on trees. I mean, what everyone thought in the fucking NFC that Brian Dayball was the next coming of Jesus Christo, he's not. Well, maybe uh, maybe Sean Payton will be the first coach to be traded twice in two seasons. Jim Harbaugh. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I always wanted Harbaugh, but I, I just think his attitude wouldn't go well with Jerry Jones and the family. That's the only thing. Um, so Harbury will give you three to four years, then you have to get rid of him because he's too much. But mm-hmm. he's a Jimmy Johnson type. Where that's, that's exactly like, what I was reason... gonna say. That's their most success has been when they've had that clash of styles, yeah. isn't it? Because Jimmy Johnson, when he got fired, it got even got to a point where the players are starting to be like, Okay, enough is enough. You know, he would you know, and so it was time for him to go anyway. He was just I mean, he was coaching these guys and they just you know, and that that was the rumor that you know he would have been he outstayed his welcome even though they won two titles, but he was just so intense that these professionals were just like ah, eh. uh, but I don't know. Harbor's done great in the NFL. I mean, look what he did with San Francisco and Kaepernick. People mm-hmm. still talking about Kaepernick, and what I do have to say, folks as I call you guys folks and and our listeners. I always said spring football, I mean, granted the players aren't there, but the USFL and XFL, I'm like, why don't they play their seasons and then they have a championship game, XFL versus USFL? Well, they they trumped me, no pun intended. They're they're merging. The XFL and the USFL are merging, which is I think is very smart. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The only thing we need now 
folks and Brett and Ando and Axel is we need Canadian like football an NFL rules. Europe. Well, yes, that not only that, but no, we <laughs> we we need the NFL to use it as a minor league and send their third string quarterbacks and some of their practice squad players to develop in this league. Because what if Atlanta drafts a quarterback in the seventh round, Joe, Joe Ando, right? He's on the practice squad the whole year, never plays. You throw him in the XFL, USFL league. And you're like, I don't know. Atlanta fans would be like, let's check out Joe Ando. Let's see what he does. You know, yep. he's potentially down the line five years from now. Could be, you know, and, and I, I think they're missing the boat on that. And they need to do that because then well, you'll get ca- more carryover. In What's Europe that? for a while. Yeah, yeah the NFL, NFL Europe NFL. did it. Yeah. And I feel like that was pretty successful, um, at least according to Brian Finneran, who's a local radio personality. Hey, now, Brian Finneran, white receiver. White receiver like under oh, uh, yeah. in the Michael Vick era. He said he, there's no way he would have made it in the NFL without being, uh, I think he played for Barcelona or somebody like that over there mm-hmm. for a few years before. Uh, and you know, Warner like was there. System. Yeah. Lawrence Phillips was great idea. and had a comeback with San Fran. I mean, it it does help. I mean, I remember when the Cowboys sent Drew Henson over there. I was watching every Ryan Fire game because I'm like, and then I realized Drew Henson's not a good quarterback. But still, I watched every game, hoping that he would look awesome. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think they need to do that. Like, like the Cowboys, I mean, they released Will Greer because they the Trey Lance trade, and then he went to Cincinnati. But, like, if Will Greer was in the USFL this past year, I would be watching, oh, I'd watch the Pittsburgh Maulers. Will Greer, Cowboys third-string quarterbacks playing. Totally. It is surprising they, they need to do it's that. surprising they haven't done something like that. There, there must be some reason as to why that hasn't happened. They, but... Well, the NFL PA, I'm sure. Oh, if they yeah. get hurt, then you know, all that. But it worked, like Brett said, it worked with NFL Europe. It really did. Mm-hmm. It worked very well. It it did, but it may not have been profitable. That's oh, all I I'm can sure think. Is maybe there money on it. Well, I mean, the league itself, it Eventually, it went only to Germany, like when it was the World League of American Football, or whatever it was called, the World League. When Montreal had a team, Barcelona, London, that happened for a few years. Then it became NFL Europe, and they 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 trimmed it down. And then it became a point where all the teams were like in Germany, um, because they do actually attract fans there in Germany. And then eventually, they just canned it. It was like and Prague lost possible. their team. Yeah, the Prague, the the Prague, <laughs> you know, I would, it always, I always thought it the was Prague kind of strange that they that they never had some kind of minor league Prague. system, like in a way, like AAA baseball does this a little bit, where the like the secondary cities, like the, not not the major metropolitan areas that have all the major league teams, but like right. second, like Des Moines has the Cubs for or Austin, Chicago, for yeah. Like, yeah. It, I've always surprised that the NFL didn't do something like that where there's no NFL team in, yeah, like say Austin or Des Moines or something. Let's put a triple A team there. We can send, uh, yeah, there's not enough to have 30 teams, but say like the, the Des Moines team could be 
10 players from the Chiefs, 10 from the Vikings, 10 from the Packers or something, all that low. So then you still have the local, you could draw the local fan base in and you could still have people in those towns are going to go to those games because it's live football. Everybody goes to live football games. Plus, plus if you know, like you bring in your little kid at an affordable rate and you're like, hey, this guy could be the next tackle for the Vikings. Yep. You know, why not? Like, I, I don't. I mean, granted, it could be the injury thing, and even on the practice squad, they're making money, but why not? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you, or at least the quarterbacks, send your Will Greers and your, you know, Sean Mannions over. Why not? Maybe, maybe, but that's right. Maybe the cost is just too much to do it, or the, the legalities of it is too difficult. I don't know. I don't, running a sports yeah, league has got to be insane. So, well, if there if there's a way for them to do it and they make an extra five dollars, then they're going to do it. Oh, for sure uh, they will. So <laughs> may, maybe this will happen. Maybe they do kind of. Uh, I, I I think uh, they should. Join. They should do that. And then because at least I know, like I watched some of the spring league. I'm not as into it as it was when I was a kid. I mean, granted, the USFL in the '80s had Jim Kelly, Reggie White. They had Mike Mike Rogier. I mean, they had big names. But I still watch the NFL Europe because it was football and I got to see a lot of the players I loved in college or trying to make it. And now, you know, honestly, I'll watch the spring league or whatever. And I'll be like, I don't know any of these dudes, you know, like the Cowboys, the Cowboys, Convante Turpin was the generals. He played with the generals was awesome. He looked like a little Tyree kill. He made it. And then Brandon Aubrey, the kicker came over the cow. You know, I mean, you have those things, but I want to see, I would love to see my, backup players or third or fourth string players on the practice squad play and i would watch them and you know what some of it might be though is the, the nfl has basically been transitioning the preseason games into a minor league because look at how many teams right. where the starters don't play at all in the preseason now sure i mean maybe that's maybe that's what their logic is is like we've already got a minor league it's called the preseason i mean <laughs> i don't know i'm just grasping at straws but that could be no part no of what but it is you know, it's, you know, maybe some of these players wouldn't want to play in it. Yeah. I mean, why isn't this whole Colin Kaepernick thing where he's trying to get on the Jets practice squad? You haven't played in seven years. Why mm-hmm. don't you go to the spring league? Why don't you? Well, yeah, because you, if you fail there, you're, you're going to look bad or go play in the I XFL mean, or one of the, I mean, those teams, the USFL, one of those leagues would love to have is a guy good like enough that for there. The CFL? No. Not at seven years. Yeah, it's it's been. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know how you could pick the game back up that the speed and everything else and be not that far out of the game. You yeah, know, hard. I mean, if you really want to play, go to the fucking XFL. Mm-hmm. At least get some reps in mm-hmm. and show like show show your athletic ability. Show you could play football, and then you know you'll get a camp invite if you do that. Yeah, I, I think it's more thing. of a fucking yep. gimmick now than. You know, it, it just is like enough with Kaepernick. If he wanted to, he could have been playing in these spring leagues yep. to, to 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 get some reps in. Yeah, it's hard to argue against that. You know what's tough to argue against? Ending this pod. <laughs> uh, this might, so we've been going three hours. <laughs> I know, this might be the longest around the couch ever, and it, Axel isn't even here. It's only three of us, I know. <laughs> We need Axel back to rein it in. Yeah. We, I know. Seriously, we need something. Because he does move it along. Like, hey, guys, let's make the picks. Like, Axel, we've only been talking for six minutes. This is around and the ramble to... couch tonight. Around the ramble couch. Well, an extended love seat. We, 
we haven't done the love seat in a while and that's true more like a sectional (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly it is a sectional Uh, that's good times Uh, well maybe we that's uh, a good spot to end it i think so though i think so yeah when my when my cell phone says put it in low power mode you have 20 percent left (laughs) yeah i think that's a good good you know we we gave the people what they want and that's i would argue we gave the people more than they wanted tonight so that's perfect that's a great point that's a great point (laughs) i think we did i think we did uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, any last words, Mister BTK? Nah, I think I've said it all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Okay, all right. I drank the vodka. Uh, Ando, I think Brett just said summed it up perfectly. I don't have anything. I think I've gotten it all out tonight. It's, this has been a really fun <laughs> podcast as usual. So, so technically, you're like at a spa. And you just let it, okay, all right, kid show. <laughs> Relax, Solo. It's too, it's too late Sean for the kids at this play. point anyway, Solo. We're okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But it is a pod. You can listen at any time. You know, Someone okay. could be listening with their kids in the car. And they'd be like, oh, come on, Solo, man. You went three hours without this. I'm, and I'm pretty sure they spots. turned it off on uh, AI Axel talking about Josh Alien probing the uh, the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's, we're that's, okay. You're probably, you're probably <laughs> right. That's, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Axel. I know you've been under the weather. I hope you get well, buddy. Uh, we, we, we miss you. And it's not the same without the four of us. But get well. And uh, good luck to your Jets this weekend. Uh, as they invade Peytonville in uh <laughs> in in Denver Boulder wherever the hell they play um good luck to the Falcons uh I'm the only one who picked them I think against the Texans so they will win and you guys will be eating crow good luck to the Vikings are they on the bye week no Vikings <laughs> Vikings chief we got the Jim Nance curse oh going on. we got the Super Bowl 4 rematch yep. yes Okay, well, they're not going to Taylor play, Swift. Bowl. Yes. Taylor Swift. Bowl. Taylor Swift will be uh, dating uh, Madison after this game, uh, and yeah, hopefully think, the Cowboys. I think her relationship should be performance based. You know, if, if like Kelsey yeah. fumbles the ball, then then she she starts dating whoever recovered the fumble or something. You know, <laughs> just make it make it full That's like ridiculous Kardashian. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Uh, can't wait for the Cowboys Niners. I've been waiting for this game all year. I'm going to be, I don't know what I'm going to be. You're going to be a wreck and we're all going to love it solo. <laughs> I'm going to be 500 miles and I would walk 500 more. This is the end of Around the Couch. Go to DVRpodcast.com. Go to Patreon.com slash DVR. Become a patron for pennies a month and uh, support the pod. Appreciate it. So for Axel, for Ando, for BTK, and Jimmy Smiths, peace. Welcome to East New York. <laughs>